0: Uh,
1: Dave, Dave, wake up over there in your separate bed since we're in the 1950s in a bedroom. God, I I
0: feel like crap. I had the
1: worst sleep ever. Ah, well, I have a solution for you, sir. I had a great sleep because I used a HelixSleep.com mattress. Uh, You know why? Why? I'm unique. I don't walk like everyone else. I don't talk like everyone else. And I don't sleep like everyone else either, which is why your mattress should not be one-size-fits-all a truly customized mattress will cost you five to ten thousand bucks until now. Go to helixsleep.com, answer a few simple questions, and they'll run a 3D biomechanical model of your body through the proprietary algorithms they developed with the help of the world's leading ergonomics and biomechanics experts. The result? The most comfortable mattress you've ever slept on, like this one. Dave. Wait, hold on. Let me, let me just come over there real
0: quick and just hop into your yeah how does this feel
1: do you like this mattress oh this feels good
0: and you know what else feels good yeah the mattress
1: that's right well it's weird that we have the same body type (laughs) um your mattress will arrive at your door in about a week shipping is completely free helix customers report a 30 percent improvement in overall sleep quality the best part about this is you have a hundred nights to try this thing out and if you don't love it They'll pick up your mattress for free and give you a full refund. No questions asked. 100 nights on this beautiful dreamlike mattress, Dave. Those to just test
0: it out and see how I like it. Probably get some, some dreamless dreams. <laughs> dreams some that have dreamful dreams. Dreamful dreams on this mattress. Oh, it's so good.
1: Go to helixsleep.com slash puck soup and get $50 off your order. That's helixsleep.com slash puck soup. helixsleep.com slash puck soup and enjoy the show.
2: Now entering Nerdist.com. Sticks and hits and goals and saves and slapshots and goons. We've got sportly commentary to what if you commute? But we also cover movies, TV shows, hits and tunes. It's your weekly bowl of hockey and nonsense.
0: I'm Greg Wushinski of Yahoo Sports Puck Daddy Blog. I'm Dave Lozo of One Less Place I Work At, (laughs) starting next week. And you're in, Puck Soup. Uh, Before we get to some layoffs
1: news, we should probably mention that our Nerdist Sports overlord, Jonah Carey, managed to eke out a decent guest
0: booking recently. Uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, it's okay. It's an okay guest. What,
1: the Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, is an okay guest. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's not like he's the you know President of France or I mean, anything. You've got bigger guns than him. I'm pretty sure that's that's one benefit of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's he's okay. He's popular, and I guess he's
1: somewhat known. See, like, know. so he's on Jonah's Co- podcast. You can find it on Nerdist. We told Jonah that we'd give him a plug. This is the plug. You should listen to it. It's great. And it's a huge get. Uh, Here's how huge the get is. How huge is it? Well, when Well, (laughs) I don't like to to brag, but I am Ukrainian. Boy, this fucking episode's going to be full of innuendos (laughs) from start to finish. Sarah Baker, formerly of CSN Philly, uh, is the guest today. And uh, the conversation goes as as expected. Um, So the the, the thing is, is that, um, like, it's so big that when you go to iTunes, it was the main picture on the top of the iTunes page. Like, him and and Justin Trudeau like sitting together like where cereal would be (laughs) is like where Jonah Carey's (laughs) podcast was and I'm so proud of him but then I thought to myself like that's the kind of thing that I thought this podcast was going to be. Like, like, there's no doubt that he gets that interview because Justin Trudeau is an Expos fan. He's Canadian. And he's Canadian. He's they're, like, I want to talk to the guy who wrote the Expos book. And here I thought our podcast would be like, like fucking mm. a flame to the moths for the hockey
0: fans and the entertainment community. Yeah. Oh, we're just not that good at this, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. I think we really oversold our ability like, to Like, I thought guests. John Hamm would be like,
1: an entertainment podcast, we should talk about hockey. Yeah. I'm there.
0: Like, I thought that'd be it. I've probably written too many jokes about his giant dick for him to ever come mm. on the
1: show. All right. So let's talk about probably jokes about his giant dick because you probably wrote those at Uproxx and you got laid off.
0: No, actually, I wrote those at the comeback. Yeah. Uproxx wasn't hockey at all. Was it was like, it was pop culture. Uproxx was great because, I mean, it wasn't really pop. I mean, Uproxx does have pop culture, but I was just sports. Like, I was, you know, it was basically everything but hockey. So it was great for me in terms of like balancing out the stuff I would do during the week because, like, you know, I do stuff for Vice, I do stuff for the comeback. And so, like, I got to think of, like, original stuff for each site. And, like, right. UpRocks was just, like, basketball, football, baseball, you know, MMA. And, like, it was just like, basically feel, just, like, jokes about that. Was which, was so the,
1: which was the one sport that you had to research the most in making them posts? Mm. For me, it would probably be basketball. I think I'd probably have to research it a little bit.
0: Yeah, like, basketball, like, hockey stuff is, like, second nature to me. Yeah. Like, I know when the last time it was the Caps did whatever. And,
1: and or, NFL probably the same way.
0: Yeah. NFL too. Like I, like I remember writing something about the Marcus cousins and then like, I, I didn't really know how long he was in the NBA for. So I had to go to like his basketball reference page. Oh, he was 19 when he came into the league. So like, Oh, you do, you do that stuff for like a year and a half and some of it becomes second nature. But like, honestly, like it was the, the very beginning. They would give me wrestling stuff to write. I, I don't know if you guys are aware, but I think wrestling's silly for grown people to watch and get <laughs> super into. So, like all my all my wrestling posts were like super snarky, and they were like, "We're not going to let you write wrestling anymore." <laughs> <laughs> like, just, like, in, like in like a 250 word post, I would like take the piss out of wrestling fans like four times, and they're like, "It's funny. We're not saying it's not funny, but you're you're probably not going to help us get more readers by pissing off the readers."
1: My so ba- like, I my I basketball know. writing would be: Is Stacy Ogman still <laughs> in basketball? <laughs> Before I make a Stacy Ogman joke, uh, are they getting near The I mean, you said they're getting away from sports. That doesn't mean they're getting away from...
0: I don't know for the, sure the, if they are. I mean, are they going to keep with Spandex, their wrestling blog? Because I really like that site. The rumor, even though I don't know for sure, is they're... They're gonna do. They're focusing mostly on basketball, wrestling, and MMA. All right. So they need fewer people. I
1: really like that wrestling site. They they do like expendable. They do like reviews of old wrestling shows that are on like the yeah. WWE network, and they're really funny. Yeah. It's, oh, now I know you hate wrestling, but what do you think about there being this I, is just I, the, I don't. Whatever you're asking no, me. No, this don't. is it. No, you, no you'll thoughts. appreciate that they're making a Vince McMahon movie. Yeah. No. Man, no fucking cares. <laughs> Can I tell you who I want to play Vince McMahon? Um, Dennis Quaid. That's a good choice, but here's my choice. Okay, he would be a fantastic Vince. Oh my god, McMahon. Tom Hardy as Vince McMahon, physique wise, perfect. Kind of has a block head. I can't get it out of my head after somebody said it. This and you McMahon's know he like come up with years he come up with some crazy great Vince McMahon voice. It's it's a, it's a biopic. It's like about his all the whole life. Oh god, you know. Tom? I want to I want to see Tom Hardy be like, "What a week for movies!" Oh, I said It was
0: me all along. What a, what a week for unnecessary sequels. The, oh. A Kingsman sequel and a fucking Unbreakable sequel. Who who's who wants these? The fucking first Kingsman sequels? movie was fucking great. It was the most boring, bland movie oh. I've ever fucking seen right. in my life. Did you like Kick Ass? It's okay.
1: You say you're not a. That's just it. You're not a Matthew Vaughn guy. He was the the first yeah, Kingsman movie like was boring great.
0: Movies, I guess. Oh, the first Kingsman movie was great. I'm what happy was great it was the about it? it was boring. It was a boring ass backstory. It was a boring ass fucking bad guy. A boring ass convoluted um, bad guy plot. I'm going to go with shitty it shitty CGI fight scenes. Exponentially better than oh. Spectre. And by the way, it was. I it, the,
1: I, that's the only part I didn't like was the church massacre with Colin, Colin Firth. I people, didn't like that scene at all. People
0: hated the church massacre because of like moral reasons, and I get that too. But like. It was like Matthew Vaughn, who I didn't really know who that was until you just said it. Matthew Vaughn saw the second Matrix movie when Keanu Reeves fights all the cartoon Keanu Reeves yeah. is and said, I want to do that, but no, worse. He
1: fought the cartoon Hugo Weavings, but the thing about that oh. fight that is the worst thing about Matrix, maybe the worst thing about the entire Matrix trilogy, at any point he could just fly away. <laughs> he sits
0: there, and he, he has a fight right. with a thousand Agent smiths, and at the end, he just flies away. You know what the problem though is? Is that it's the same thing with the leftovers. Why I hate the leftovers is the, the Matrix made one movie, and they had no intention of making two more. They just made a movie called The Matrix. Right. And at the end, he flies away, right? And it was so popular, they were like, "We got to do more." While the leftovers, you can tell at the end of the first season, they were like, "We're never going to be able this. This is bad. How do we?" And they were like, "All right, one more season." Uh, so we'll move to Texas. That's 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 and um, there'll be a whole new cast of characters, and we'll get rid of the weird. And they're like, All right, we're done. That's why we're gonna do, do one more season. All right, th- how about we're in Australia for something <laughs> and we'll drop a bomb on Liv Tyler? And, um, and there's a kangaroo or something. And some reason the Australian women are gonna misinterpret some other Kevin police chief, even though he's Australian. And the dad who told the story probably mentioned he wasn't Australian, this but they show, misunderstood him this anyway. Show sounds amazing. It's fucking terrible. Um, no, the, the worst thing you
1: can possibly hear from anybody who is, has made a successful genre film is you know we really want to get more into the mythology in this next one <laughs> just like no
0: god it's you've made it up as you went along like like, like kingsman was a perfectly okay mm-hmm. movie i just like they, they they made they made a woman who had knives for legs boring hey i got an idea samuel L. jackson will have a lisp wow that's fucking creative that's great did you see split no and i'm never going okay to. This unbreakable.
1: I, I know. I no spoilers. Unbreakable. Split has something to do with unbreakable because oh, I does? didn't see Split
0: either, oh. and so this movie comes as a result partially of the success of Split. Honest to God, I, I, you know, how people are like, "Don't spoil it for me." Please tell me everything that happens in Split so I can see the <laughs> sequel because I'm not going to watch fucking, Ewan McGregor. Not Ewan McGregor. The other guy. <laughs> the other. The other. British guy. With,
1: Wait, you mean oh James McAvoy? James McAvoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get those professor mixed up Xavier, all the professor Xavier. Young professor yeah. Xavier. Right. And, uh, yeah. no, I want to see.
0: I want to see him, him pretending to be a little kid for.
1: I love. Uh, I love Unbreakable. I think Unbreakable is the top three comic book
0: movie ever made. And you hate it. It's. It, it's. You just don't think there should be a sequel. That movie has grown on me over the years i hated it when i first saw it because i saw the ending and i was like fuck off like that was my innocent response there was a string of movies over like a five year span that had the worst goddamn endings like contact unbreakable where like you can just tell they got to the end and they were like i went i went to um, to a different planet and i met my father let's put an ellipsis on it yeah no the end of
1: unbreakable is amazing because it, it literally it literally was the thing that everybody hated and then Shyamalan came out and he's like i was just trying to make it like a comic book you guys and we're like yeah fuck off <laughs> it's a
0: movie not a comic book <laughs> then he made a movie about the trees killing people
1: now you made a village before that the village I read uh. I, re- I read a, a spoiler I, I read a spoiler review of the script for the village or something maybe it was fake but I it's one of those things when you read it you couldn't get it out of your head when you saw the movie so the spoilers uh, out, out they ask because who gives a shit It was made in like the 90s or whatever or too late 2000 or what, who gives a shit Christian Slater is dead the whole time no okay so what yes great <laughs> thank you you had me confused because we we're talking Shyamalan. Walk so so um, Bryce That's Dallas fun. Howard ventures outside the village and finds out it's modern times. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and like, I read a review or a spoiler script review or whatever where I heard the scene was supposed to be that she walks out of the village or, or the woods towards the camera. Whatever you're going to say, I'm going to hate. And hold on. Then all of a sudden you hear... Rah, 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 as a big truck like screeches by and uh-huh. comes to a halt that almost like hits her and she jumps back. And then like... A, this is sort of it was like I, on ate a Cool News or something hmm. dude's dri- the, the driver's black he's supposed to stick his head out the window and go oh god damn crazy white people no and then keep driving and then that's the reveal of how they're in modern times and like that might just be complete bullshit but as I'm watching The Village <laughs> the whole thing I'm thinking at the end of that movie is how great this would be if it was <laughs> instead the, the damn crazy white people scene with the trucker I
0: thought you were going to tell me like she gets out of the woods and like Bruce Willis is there drowning a guy or something <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I'm not a superhero. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How about a Lady Lady in the Water sequel? Like the Lady on (laughs) Dry Land. All right, listen, let's like let's get that. serious here for a second. Wait, did Split do good in the theaters? Split
1: did really good oh, in the was theaters. Bad, bad hence, hence, okay. hence Unbreakable the sequel. Okay. Um, there were layoffs uh, as we do the show. It's uh, We do the show on a day that's a very sad day in the hockey media because there were layoffs at ESPN. Uh, Pierre Lebrun, Scott Burnside, Jim McDonald, three people that Dave and I are very, very, very fond of. Yeah. Uh, we're all laid off in a, a giant hundred-person purge at the uh,
0: worldwide leader. Purge is the right word. Yeah. That's not a layoff. That's a purge.
1: It's... um. It, it, I don't remember seeing a day like this on social media where there are so many people kind of come. Maybe it happened in other industries and I just haven't noticed it. But, like, it just was an unending string of people that you know and kind of care about saying, yeah, my time here is done.
0: I don't get how they did it or why they did it the way they did. Like, everyone knew it was coming. Why is it, like, trickling out? Why would you not, like, at 8.55 this morning, let everybody who's getting laid off know at the same time? Like, Like, you're sitting there and... Fucking Richard Deitch, man. fucking guy annoys the fucking bejesus out of me but like he's Here like there goes our positive review on uh, Sports Illustrated fuck him I can't stand him. I, 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 fuck him that's too strong I just
1: no he's I, on I, the I, force
0: I, of good and light when it comes to like yeah. Skip Bayless and, and Ravel yeah but like it's so performative I, don't, I hate to like oh the episode of Tiny Toons on Cartoon Network got 44,000 but Skip Bayless <laughs> only Skip Bayless is making 26 million dollars over the next four years he doesn't care but like his tweets where he's like just learned that more college people are gonna get laid off stay tuned it's like until you know the name of the person getting laid off don't do that. Don't complain on Twitter about how well, you have to block people because of how rough it is he, for you this He day.
1: also put a note though on Facebook that said like he's oh, not going to traffic in the rumor and innuendo of names because these are people with families and whatever. Well, which, which of he, course is amazing to me as a, as a person in sports media. But
0: he is. He's, if he tweets out that he's like oh I'm hearing more people are going to get laid off on the college football side or the college sports side of it then like everyone who works on that side of it sits there and shits their pants for but, the next but four like, hours. But on,
1: like, don't like, do that. Honestly it's like one of these like we talked about I, I think maybe like last week on the podcast like writers are thin-skinned people yet they all they do all day is criticize someone else in their jobs like all we do is report transactions and you know such and such you know coach such and such mm. should lose his job and then all of a sudden we start losing our jobs and it's like let's pr- trigger warning let's protect the people with, with families and all we do is no. report on people that should or should not have a job no but like and, and actually argue for that
0: person's removal from that job eh, come on that's it's exactly different. what we do I mean that's not I mean, yeah, but it's different compared to what, what's happening today, where, like, ESPN says 100 people are getting laid off today. Like, okay, that's that's coming today. You work at ESPN, you're like, all right, fine. And, like, this is more ESPN's fault than, like, people that are reporting it, where they're just letting it trickle out every 25... 25- like, seriously, like, th- in the morning today, like, there were, like, at least a dozen known people that you've read and follow on Twitter that got laid off... And you're just like, I wonder if the rest are all just like, you know, editors and behind the scenes well, producers. And then it's like Jay McManus at fucking two o'clock. It's right? Jason Stark at one yeah, thirty. Like, yeah. there's like doing it all. So like, when you're sitting there and you like get that notification from somebody like Moore's coming in college, like you can just hold on to that because people already know what's going to happen today. There's going to be a hundred people laid off. You don't need to like start whittling it down so like you think, can show you're an insider. Just keep that one in your back pocket, and then when the person does get laid off, then ret- and you can go crazy with the, it. I the think. thing I want to say
1: about the ESPN.com and their NHL coverage, two things. First off. They didn't get rid of the department. I feel real. You know, what I feel terrible for today. On top of feeling terrible for the people that lost their jobs, is Custance Craig Custance, our friend, because he's there. He does great work. Corey Promin's there. He does great work. And like everybody's just like, yeah, but still, but no, but still, like, but like you know, like Barstool writes a story that says like ESPN just got rid of hockey. And like, yeah, but they did. But
0: I mean, did they though? I mean. CBS got rid of hockey when Craig they fired and, all their bloggers. Craig and Corey are insiders. You just can't go to ESPN.com anymore and just read hockey. It's like it's going to be like the AP wire and the first three paragraphs of Craig Custance, unless you pay no, for I it. I mean, that's a fair point. But like,
1: there's still a couple guys. I felt. I'm just saying, I felt bad for the guys that are there, where it's like,
0: yeah. hey, hey, we're over here. Yeah, but I mean, imagine if, say, for instance, all right, so so they so they had Scotty. I mean, Katie Strang. Recently got laid off as well, not laid off, but <laughs> yeah, we yeah, just got moved over to do baseball. Yeah, um, they've they've basically cut the department by eighty percent. Yeah, no, I agree. So, like, I think at that point, it's fair to say that they don't cover hockey and anymore. I, and I will
1: say the other thing too: that the real, the real, the real frustrating thing that's been, and it's been like this for years, about ESPN's NHL coverage and the way we perceive it is the .dot com side's always been real good. Like they've always done yeah, good they, work. That's they, all they have. really. They did quality work, and I always hated the fact that when people would snark about how the networks covered hockey and how you know the NHL would be like in minute twenty nine of the first half hour of Sports Center. Like I think that's all legit. They treat hockey like shit most of the time on air, but on the dot com side, they always treated they always they always did a really good job. And and I I've got I remember going to bat for like those guys a lot when people would shit on ESPN's coverage and be like, no, you don't understand, like. It ain't, it ain't, like, LeBron and Burnside's fault that, like, they don't cover hockey the right way on air. Right. And, uh, and it's, a, it's, a shame, it's a shame to see that crew that go. A, 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 the guy that I feel, honestly, like, I, I love, I love Scotty and, and, and he, as I said on Twitter this morning, he wrote one of the most important hockey stories in the history of the business when he did the fly-on-the-wall thing about how the Sochi USA team was built. Yeah. Ain't, that, that ain't, no, ain't nobody going to write a story like that ever again um and pierre is uh, brilliant and we had uh, we'll talk about our personal relationships in a second joe mcdonald was a hell of a reporter yeah. like, joe mcdonald if he was one of those guys that you were in a room with him uh in like a locker room with him and everybody's going to go talk to coach or everybody's going to go write their story or whatever and you just look over and there's joe mack because he's like the most personable guy and he's just shooting the shit with a player and you know what exactly you know what exactly it is that information coming from that conversation is going to be the thing that gets tweeted or the thing that's in the story that everybody's talking about the next day. He had a he had a he's a Boston down home drinking mf'er who really had a knack for getting in there and, and being
0: interpersonal with players and getting great information. Can we not say motherfucker anymore on this podcast? I, I was
1: trying—a motherfucker's like a,
0: you know, you know in case there's kids in the fucking car. I, I, I think I think fucking Joe McDonald would appreciate it if we called him a good motherfucker instead of a— Do you know what I mean, though? Like, he no, was yeah, just that guy. He broke a ton of news. He yeah. was—like, everyone thinks of, like, you know, Elliot and Pierre and Bob as, like, the newsbreakers, but, like, Joe broke his fair share of stuff. I think Joe also said Sean Thornton was a really important part of the conference. Well, I mean, Joe Joe at the end of the day was yeah. infected with Boston disease. Joe, Joe, Joe loved Boston. <laughs> Joe's great. Right. Joe's a but. Um, here, who do you blame for this? See, I blame the NHL. I don't blame ESPN. Do you think Do you think they'd still be there if the NHL
1: had given ESPN a taste of this TV package?
0: Oh, for sure. Uh, I don't know. That's, because that's what I was thinking about today. Like, would, would they still be there? if there were games on ESPN, because that's the issue though, is like they've. I mean, they have games, they have NFL games, they, let, they have MLB, they let MLB and NFL guys go. Like, the problem is that they spend so much money on, their, on the TV deals for all the sports that they had no money to pay anybody else because no one's... So wait, why do you blame the NHL? <sighs> because the NHL is, is so dedicated to not being fun and popular that at some point, <laughs> people don't watch. And when people don't watch and don't care, people don't click and don't read and don't watch videos. And then people who do that for a living go away. I think that's a fair point because I, I, made, I made the I reference it. to CBS before. That's where uh, Chris Peters used to work. That's where Adam Gretz used to work. They right. had a, a
1: blog called Ion Hockey. That, that was the elimination of a hockey department. They just got rid of everybody there. Yeah. They don't even cover it anymore.
0: But, like, I mean, yeah. Like ESPN did not 100% get rid of everybody, but they basically just said... Sporting News, when, we when Gentilly... Well, Gentilly became sort of like a
1: general columnist. Right. You know, and Custance was there, too. And then, and then you know, yeah, there's, there's a bit of... The point is that, you know, there have been a number of properties that actually got rid of their hockey coverage.
0: Sportsnet got rid of... Oh, you're saying just like completely. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say like I mean like every place that has hockey has gotten rid of people basically. Mm-hmm. Look before we get to to Leacher report never replaced me when I left
1: report. Nah, no.
0: So well, I mean, it's you, hockey. Nobody you, they, cares. They,
1: they, I mean, you can't be replaced by a slideshow, my friend. Let that be known.
0: I am a slideshow. <laughs> I'm a human goddamn content I, machine. I am. Um, I
1: think the thing about it is that like they. What was it going with this? Um, oh yeah. Okay. Let's talk about next ne- next steps for a second uh, before we get to why we love these guys. If NBC cared about hockey, they and, don't, and, and cared about the audience afterthought, and cared about creating something that's worthwhile, Mm-mm. they would hire Scott Burnside. They would hire Scott Burnside to they'd be. They hire somebody. They would hire him to be their insider. They would hire him to be a presence on their website,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's not to to kick out our boys. Halford and Bruff cuz they should be there too. But he they they have to import
0: insiders from Canada. Right. So create I've always said create your own but like, why not? Why not Halford and Bruff? Like, they're two funny dudes. They are. They know hockey. Well, because there's a whole. They're like, basically American. I, uh,
1: there's a whole situation with NBC as far as like gatekeeping. their digital people from television. Keeping like that's that's why the like, the investment in in oh. uh, in what's his face on the NFL side. Mike Florio. Uh, Florio is is remarkable because yeah. like everybody else has to, is like ghettoized in the digital side.
0: No, but Florio's on it. He, he's he's on the desk at Sunday, for something. That's what football. I'm
1: saying. Like he got out.
0: Oh, oh, I think you were saying. I'm oh.
1: saying he's the exception of the rule. Yeah, so I, if I was ESPN, I, I'm sorry, if I was NBC, I'd hire Burnside. And then and then Pierre luckily has another gig at, at TSN where I'm sure he's going to, you know, be yeah. doing more with them.
0: Yeah, like Pierre's not completely on it. It's also, the timing is weird, too. Like that shows you how little they give a shit about hockey is. Like right before the start well, of the second round, they it made, got it made the me,
1: staff. But it made me wonder if they had, if like this was like, there has to be a reason why they did all of them at the same time. You know, maybe there's a reason why. Maybe their contracts were up at a weird time or whatever.
0: I don't. I mean, I, I I don't. I know almost for sure that one of their contracts isn't up at the end yeah. of this month. So like, it's just it, yeah. Like, doing it doing it this deep in the playoffs is really like, weird. Why not wait six more weeks? Like, like you know, yeah. Obi OB raises the cup and then we then we move on. Like, all right, before free agents because like no matter when you lay off somebody in hockey, unless it's just between like July fifth and like September fifteenth. Like it's it's a weird time to do it, right? So I don't know why you don't just... I mean, like, yeah, if you do it after the season, it's like, what about free agency? But, like, now, I mean, Jesus, we're, it, it's the one series people care about is coming up starting tomorrow. Yeah, I know. And you're And you're getting rid of people that are going to cover it. I don't get it. All right. I mean, I get it because nobody cares about hockey, but... The
1: thing about these boys, though, and a lot of people have said it today, they're in the business, and I'll reiterate it for those who don't know about it. Um, being on the road's a weird deal. Uh, you're away from family for a long time during the playoffs. You're away from family a long time during, like, the Olympics and stuff. And you develop friendships with people on the road. But as a new person on the road, you you sometimes feel a little bit like an outsider, especially when it's a group of reporters that have been working on the same beat for a really long time. And Scotty and Pierre, for me, for I saw Chris Hine from the Chicago Tribune mention this for a lot of people. Those guys were more welcoming and 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 nice and cool and and come have dinner with us and come play shuffleboard with us. And and everything like that to so many young reporters. Yeah, they were great. They were great, and uh, and enough can't be said about that because sometimes it could be a really weird pr- place when you're you don't know what the fuck you're doing yet, and then you go out in the road and then you see these guys that you you read yourself, and they wind up being really really yeah. cool people to hang out with.
0: I think the first time I met Pierre was the conference finals where the Blackhawks beat the Sharks. So twenty ten. And I remember going out to San Jose and like, I don't know fucking anybody in San Jose. Like, I don't know the San, I don't don't know, I don't know Dave Pollack. I don't know like anyone who's covering (laughs) that series. And like Rosen, Dan Rosen, who's at NHL.com and uh, a good friend, he um, was already with those guys on other series. And I was like, I don't know if I want to come out and hang out, but I want to bother you guys. Like, and you're like, no, 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 no. And like, literally, like, Cam Cole was there. Cam Cole's the same way too. He just got fucking yeah. laid off. Does anybody work anymore in this fucking business? <laughs> Why? What is going on? Can I say, like, seriously, like, if you put a list of hockey writers' names on a wall and I just threw a dart at it, would that person still be employed today? How? How is this possible?
1: Yes, Bruce Garriock is still employed with the Ottawa worry. You're fine. But,
0: but yeah, Larry, Larry but, Brooks is
1: with the New York Post.
0: But like, seriously, like, yeah, like, like, went out, got drunk. Ate some food. Yeah. They, 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 they become your road buddies. They They're, become your, your hockey friends.
1: There's a bar called the Irish Channel in D.C. that I think I've mentioned before on this podcast, which was the post-game haunt for all of us that covered the capitals. And, uh, and Scotty was in town for maybe, what, five days, maybe six days a year in D.C.? Mm-hmm. You know what his nickname was in that bar? From the bartenders? I think I know this. The The mayor. I didn't know that. He was the mayor, the mayor <laughs> of the Irish Channel. Yeah. Just because of how personable and cool he was when he would go in there. And the, the, the greatest thing about Pierre, and again, we're, we're talking like these guys are deceased. They're not. They'll be hopefully going to be still in the business when we see them around. But like, the greatest thing about Pierre was he would, as, as you, some of you may or may not know, he was addicted to uh, bar jukeboxes. And his go-to song for
0: awkwardness... Before you, before you get into this, yeah. he wasn't addicted to the jukebox. He was addicted to the power that came with controlling the jukebox Uh and controlling the music. Like if you were like, "Oh, I would like to hear a song," like he would literally box you out from the jukebox using like his ass to make sure you could not get money in there (laughs) so you could skip ahead. So he was was addicted to the power. Addicted to
1: the power. Addicted to the sound of his own singing voice. (sighs) And then also, are we we telling the LA story? uh, Well, I'm going to tell it. Well, here's the story. So his go-to song, because he wanted to maximize awkwardness, Mm -hmm. was "We Are the World." He we would, are the world. Yeah, he would find "We are the world," the uh, the charity <laughs> anthem from the nineteen eighties, uh, for like f- f- children, children Africa. Maybe uh, we are the world. Day, yeah, so probably starving, starving children day. in Africa. So he uh, he we're would he would put on "We are we the world," and and we would all be at the bar, and the, and there'd be like you know generic you know rock music or whatever, and all of a sudden you hear there comes a town <laughs> and you're like oh god no
0: and then you hear where well, we hit a certain call and you see go Scotty <laughs> put his arms up in the air because this song had finally come on in LA uh, at this bar in um I think it was
1: maybe Manhattan Beach it was one of the beaches Hermosa he, Beach maybe? he did the we are the world thing at this bar and we were all like wow and it was an epic rendition mm-hmm. but then he upped the ante in a way that I never knew could be upped on this jukebox the great ones always raise their game inexplicably was the 1980s charity anthem for the giant failed experiment that was Hands Across America. <laughs> <laughs> and the song, by the way, if you don't remember, it goes, Hands Across America. And this, this guy from, where's he from, Canada? It's from the same place that Claude Giroux is from. Oh. Um... Yeah, I forget. This guy gets up there and belts out the Hands Across America theme song like it was his favorite song from the hip.
0: Right. Knew every word. He did play a lot of tragically hip songs. And it just, was all tragically hip and, like, American charity songs from the 80s. I don't
1: I don't use this word loosely, my friend, but these are beauties we're talking about. Yeah. Beauties.
0: And, like, it's weird. Like, think about, like, how, like, you still go on the road for stuff, but, like, Pierre, Scotty, Joe McDonald, I'm really not on the road anymore. Yeah. Like, we oh, had such, like... The, the, Do I have to be nicer to people now on the road? Do I, am I am no. I like a senior citizen now? Yeah, or? you have to be the one that welcomes in like oh, the God. new like hey you doing? My name's my name's Bryce Josephson. I'm I'm from, I'm covering this on Snapchat for um uh BuzzFeed. Can I hang out with you guys? See, like, and just leave me
1: alone. I'm on my fifth story of the hour. <laughs>
0: He's like, "Oh, can I use that in my Snapchat story about going out after the game?" And you're just like, uh, Hey, hey, uh, Mr. Wisniewski, <laughs> do you want to hang out? Maybe get a beer. Uh, I gotta.
1: I, what I do now is I it's I go get pizza, pizza, and eat five different <laughs> sauces, and then watch an old episode of MST3K in my hotel room. So I can't. It's not really. It's not you.
0: Yeah. Greg gratefully. walks over to a table with like ten beers for all the young guys, and he's just like, "Hey, everyone, you know, it's on me. You know, enjoy it." And I'll just stare at you in like anger, and you're like. Is this gluten-free beer? (laughs) Because I can't drink it otherwise. It's pretty insensitive that you would just come over here and assume I would just drink gluten beer. God. These old people don't get Um, it. Mr. Wyshynski, what's that? It's a cigar, son. What do you think it is? (laughs) Uh, uh, A cancer stick? (laughs) What? Have have you heard about this thing called vaping? (laughs) Maybe you should look into that. Oh, God. That's going to be you. That's going to be you. You're going to be the guy on the road. Now, look. Everyone looks up to I
1: know all of you think that I'm untalented and just make dick jokes. That said, I'm now
0: your elder. You must respect me. Go, goes over to the jukebox, puts on Bon Jovi. Ah, this fucking song again. Jesus Christ. Tommy used to look in the docks. Ah, here it goes again.
1: Union been on strike.
0: That's, that song is so old that because of global warming and deunionization, there's no longer docks or unions. That's how old that song is.
1: All right, we had some really sad stuff to talk about with jobs, but here's the great thing: (laughs) segues are amazing. If you're looking to hire someone, Mm -hmm. it has gotten easier than ever, Dave Lozo. That is because of ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place ain't gonna get it done. So if you want to hire the perfect person, you need to post your job on all the job sites. And now you can. ZipRecruiter already has 9 million resumes you can search through in their database. You can add multiple people to your account to make it the most efficient way for your team to find the best hires. You can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. And ZipRecruiter's handy website shows trending career fields, cities, and searches so you can find the
0: best candidates. Wait, what kind of website? What? Uh, what kind of a website is it? A handy web Oh, a handy website. A handy website. Oh, a handy. Like wow, what did you think I said? No, I thought you said handy. You, just, you said handy website. I thought it was a different kind of website. Oh, but ooh, it, geez, it, yeah. It's a helpful website. That's <laughs> ZipperRecruiter.com.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Boom! Yay! And if there's any problems, do not fret. ZipRecruiter's friendly and human support staff is ready to help. Right now, the listeners to Puck Soup can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Puck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Puck. One more time. Try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Puck. Captain Segway wow.
0: strikes again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking at our questions for today. There's like, I don't think we've ever had this many questions. Oh, we got a lot of questions? I feel like, we've, like every time I go to like, the PuckSoup <clears throat> account, it's like plus 20 we're, the notifications.
1: We're going to talk round two stuff in a second, but I wanted to get to uh, something that happened since the last show, which is Buffalo imploded. That happens since the last show.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. So, let me yeah. Add,
1: so, so Dan Bilesma fired. Tim Murray fired. The question I wanted to ask you, Dave Lozo, is would you work for Terry Bagula? If you if you were a GM, would you work for Terry Bagula, knowing that he is now firing Terry pew, 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 with the way he's handled both the
0: bills and, and the sabers? See, here's the thing. I want to work for, like, like I, I, I think of the scene in Moneyball when... When Brad Pitt and Jonah Carey are trying to talk to the (laughs) boss. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. When I say Jonah Carey. Holy shit! When you see our boss,
1: do you just see little fat retard Jonah Hill? because he's just a stats guy. So I do. The, I do the other podcast
0: with, jo- <laughs> with Jolie Care, and like I, I always look at my email for like the script for that show, and like I always <laughs> click on Jonah's email by accident because Jonah Carey Jolie uh, <laughs> Jolie
1: <don't> Care <laughs> this is on the
0: phone. But like they talk the owner into like giving them money to like like you know get Ricardo Rincon and all that stuff. Like I don't know if i'm smart enough to outsmart terry pagula to last in that job for more than 2 years because like he thinks he's the smartest guy in the whole entire building even though he's not and i feel like anything i tell him he wouldn't i wouldn't be able to trick him into keeping the job for a long time right. so no i would not i would probably not want that job i i
1: you know i think
0: i find that job to be
1: really interesting because they didn't give tim murray enough time to actually no. fulfill the plan no. so like most gm jobs you could walk in there and be like you'd be like Hey, I'm uh, I'm Brian Burke. I'm I got a five year plan, so don't fire me for five years. And you're like, all right, you got five years. But in like b- Buffalo, it's like, I've got a five year plan. Oh fuck, I've been fired already. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> what are you three years into it? Yeah, tomorrow? you got three years. Into it. They just basically got Eichel
0: last year, or two years ago.
1: Right. Like, and they didn't even have him for a, a healthy season yet.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I get why you do it. Yeah, I just
1: I don't know. Do you That's now on moment. Eichel? Because we didn't talk about this either. Do you buy the fact that he didn't... 100%. Wait, wait. What is 100%? You think that he's li- lying that, that, that or that he... he... Oh, that he got, no, no, that he got everybody fired. He got everybody fired. Oh, I believe yeah. that for sure. Completely. 100%. I don't buy for a... The best rumor I heard, though, I don't know if you heard this, was that one of the reasons Murray got fired, and this is rumor or annuendo, one of the reasons why Tim Murray got fired was because he was the one who leaked the story about Eichel wanting Biles
0: McGon so it was just going to be Biosma, and then the leak happened, and that cost Tim Murray his job as well. It was one of the reasons why. That was, like, that was a, a rumor kicking around Buffalo this past week.
1: Mm, I can see that. Um, I can I'm, I was, that. I was legit shocked that Murray got fired. But I think it, like if you go by what they said, it's because he walked into a meeting, and they're like, what are your solutions? And Murray's like, I don't know.
0: And they're like, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe think of some. Mm. same
1: thing we've been doing.
0: Let's just continue to Yeah, like I I feel like this is like a situation with Pittsburgh where they change GMs and they get really good because they have a bunch of guys that are on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like right there. Like yeah. if they go to the playoffs next year, like say say they get the wild card in the Atlantic next year, is it going to be because of Dean Lombardi or whoever the hell they hire? Or is it going to be because of like all the work that was done the previous 3 years? See, it's like,
1: funny. Like yeah. I I still believe they're going to hire like a head up like a president of hockey operations, but it they've sort of signaled they're going to go with somebody that doesn't have the same doesn't have GM experience as the GM, which is fucking weird because that's oh, a good idea. Well, they just did it with Tim Murray. Like they just they just hired an assistant GM.
0: No, but like, oh, oh, you mean like, oh, I think like, they're going to like hire Pat like Baudrillard or Breezebar or somebody who's out there to be. I think that's OK. I hope so. But like, I, it, it's just like the, the teams that do the Joe Sackick thing that don't work.
1: <laughs> but there's <laughs> but, but, other teams that do the John Davidson thing that do work to have the right guy at the top of the totem pole. And Brendan Shanahan is another example.
0: John Davidson.
1: what mm. you know, kind of mm. worked. They made the
0: playoffs. Yeah, yeah. You're, one, you're, you're one of 16 yes. of 30 teams that yes, made the playoffs. Yes, made the playoffs, but didn't even <laughs> appear in them. Thanks, Ryan Lambert. <laughs> how, about, how about how about Lambert's coming here this weekend and then completely ducking the podcast? Because, you know, he, he could have come here today. He Ryan, could, he Lan- Ryan Lambert, Lambert literally tweeted this week, counting down the days until
1: I come and hug dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> the best. He'll be on the podcast eventually. I, I like how we have veered away from, like, trying to get – like super famous people, and now it's just like we'll talk to our friends for a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's like it's, it's going to be like the Howard Stern show, only not as good. We're just bringing like like regular people that we just know. From... Yeah. Hear Artie
1: Lang tell the story about yeah. his dad falling off the roof for the hundred fiftieth time. <laughs> I was I was coked up in a, in a pig suit, and I uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's all it's going to be. This one time, I hugged a dinosaur. <laughs> it fell apart, and the the museum threw me out. Did we talk about the kings? Well, I think we talked, about the, uh, yeah, we talked yeah. about the Kings, but we didn't talk about John Stevens getting hired. What do
1: you think about that? Do you think that's a signal? Oh, yeah. Oh. So John Stevens getting hired, by the way, I think signals that they don't think their window is closed. What say you? That they don't think it's they closed? They don't think it's closed.
0: But it is. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. I mean, I don't know. Like, I...
1: I always liked that, dude. I thought he got a raw deal in Philly. Yeah, I got no real feelings
0: one way or the other. Uh, well, he's kind of it, vanilla. It, I mean, he's it, like the v- vanilla rice cake coach. What's weird to me is how everyone is baiting themselves over Travis Green in Vancouver. How, like, that's the greatest thing that ever happened. Like... What the fuck is he going to do with that <laughs> roster? Like, he's, he's, he's not, I mean, I could be wrong, but he's not a wizard, right? He's not part of the Harry Potter You're universe. You're a wizard, Travis. <laughs> like, he doesn't have the thing of a thingamajig on his forehead, like, or whatever. I don't know, I really haven't watched the Harry Potter <laughs> movie. But, like, it's still the same garbage oh, roster. Widow's Peak? No, the, the, doesn't he have, like, a lightning bolt yeah, on he his have lightning or bolt. Again,
1: yeah. more stuff you should have asked Aaron Dark when she was here. Yeah, I wasn't prepared. Um, the uh, no, I think he's good up there just, like, for the same reason I think Cassidy is good in Boston, which is that they both work well with younger players they might get a little bit more out of the teams than you expect but do they and work? hopefully
0: they're still there when the teams get good again. See like people say that like how do you know? Like wh- why aren't the younger players better on the Canucks now if he's been working with them in the AHL he on their way up? Resurrected Sven Barchi. <sighs>
1: Christ. And then the other one that that we should talk about is the fiery God, how what kind of hockey boner do you have right now for what's happening in Chicago, where Stan Bowman can only—Stan Bowman, the only thing he can do is just fire coaches. Yeah. Some of them aren't even in the NHL, because <laughs> he can't trade anybody from the team because
0: they all have no move clauses. Uh, like a half a chub. <laughs> not full-on because like I feel like the people like everyone oh I never read the story but the guy Ted Denner got fired yeah early, he did some bad stuff. he was like he was like
1: uh, complaining about the Blackhawks take, taking people off his roster and leaving their, his team in, in, in disrepair
0: the AHL coach yeah do you not get your role within the organization <laughs> he really complained about that but like they fired Mike Kitchen like I feel like if you like it's like this be like being a guy at an apple orchard and they're like he's like people keep on picking these apples and selling them <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> it's like getting, can you like picture it's like, like, like You know, you're in the locker room. You're like a guy in the AHL, and you've toiled there for like five years. And, you know, somebody from the team walks in and says, Dave, <laughs> Blackhawks are calling you up. And, like, you get like a little, what? Yeah, 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 just get to go outside, and there's some paperwork you got to fill out. But you're going up to the big team. And, like, you walk into the locker room, and you go... Coach, I just want to thank you for everything. You... Get the fuck out of my office! You're leaving me now when I need you the most, Dave. Don't I... ever come back, Dave. I think. Uh, okay. I think
1: this is the point in which you got to decide whether you want to be a Blackhawk or you want to be an ice hog. <laughs> you
0: an ice hog or you a Blackhawk? Uh, it... I'm a
1: Blackhawk. I've waited my entire life to be in the
0: NHL. Is an ice hog like a ball hog in basketball, where like you're just you're skating 36 minutes a night? What the hell is an ice hog? Ovechkin. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a pig hey, on an ice. Alex, get out. You got to change, bud. <laughs> no, I don't. Russian machine Russian never Russian machine never stops
1: skate but 40 minutes forward.
0: Also slow down much in postseason. Yeah, I I, yeah, I just feel because like, you're right. He you can't do anything. So, like, these other dudes get to take the axe that aren't really responsible for the situation. It's just time and... Big ass contracts. They that, need to lock
1: uh, Corey Crawford and Brent Seabrook in a basement and 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 torture <laughs> them until they agree to sign their no trade, no, no no move clauses away.
0: No, a good, no, fight to the death. Like whoever dies, their contract is up. So you just you just go down to the basement and you give one a knife, <laughs> one a bat. Yeah, Um, the five people that
1: understand that reference are dying right now. Um, the red knight sucks. <laughs> the blue knight rules. I don't know if that's the right
0: colors or what, but that's basically the jest.
1: <laughs> do you the Brent Seabrook contract? Is a bad contract. But don't you think the Corey Crawford contract doesn't get enough hate?
0: <laughs> I, 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 I wake up every morning and talk about I hate it to myself. Wake up every morning. Oh, sorry. You're doing Kesha. No, you can, you can justify the Corey Crawford contract more than you can justify the, the Brent Seabrook contract. Corey
1: Crawford's $6 million against the cap through 2020,
0: and he's, and he's 32. Yeah, and like Brent Seabrook's how many more years? And he's already 32.
1: Brent Seabrook is uh, 32 years old. Got a no-move clause, and he signed through, wait for it, 2024. 2024, yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I, I, as 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 a president of as, of the of the Corey Crawford Hate Club, even even I will tell you that that Brent Super contract is fucking way worse. That's a way worse deal. Than uh, welcome again out.
1: to another meeting of the Corey Crawford Hate Club. Our guest, as usual, Scott Darling. Um,
0: <laughs> Scott, you have a twenty point higher save <laughs> percentage over your career. How do you feel about never getting playing time <laughs> over this guy?
1: Scott will be telling his uh, arduous journey from obscurity to the National Hockey League. Uh, Scott, tell us how gifted and wonderful Corey Crawford, the golden child, born of the silver spoon. In his mouth is compared to your journey. <laughs> uh, yeah, 2024 for, for, for Seabrook. Again, the problem with the Blackhawks is this. They're going to, I mean, it's a good thing that a lot of their younger players are going to be good. They're going to be maybe even better next year. Like maybe who, they though? figured out how to play in the playoffs. Right,
0: like who are the guys you, you're going to bank on to be like the next?
1: R- well, R- Schmaltz is going to be real good. Like, I, yeah. I think, I think he's, he's great. He just had a, had a bad postseason. But like, Kane, Taves, Hosa, um, Anisimov, Jesus Christ, well, he came back Stan. from injury. Stan,
0: what are you doing? Yeah, that, oh, the contract,
1: he's, he's got a yeah. no move clause, no move clause for, for Seabrook, no move clause for Keith, uh, no move clause for Yarmelson, no move clause for Corey Crawford. And they're probably going to lose Marcus Kruger
0: to the Vegas. And those
1: team. are, by the way, they those are all the people that make more than Marcus Kruger who is uh makes uh three, $3 million dollars a year. Yeah, they are they are top heavy. Listen. The real question on this is 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 whether, as a Blackhawks fan, you'd be willing to trade the pain that is coming in seeing your team be a first round casualty in perpetuity, potentially for the three cups. And of course, you won't. the three cups are
0: amazing. Yeah, you have three cups basically yeah. every other year. But this for is six this years. is this is the price you pay. This is this is right. You know, you're not gonna win. You're not gonna win a cup every other year. The entire time, Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane are under contract. Mm-hmm. So, you you uh, I get the no move for Brent Seabrook. But the thing is, is like. I understand paying an Isomoff if he's going to be your second line center. That's mm-hmm. fine. But like if Brent Seabrook's going to be your potentially third best defenseman behind Chalmerson and Keith, you can't give that guy that deal. I mean, wait, they, did, did they win a cup with that? No, they didn't win a cup with that contract in existence, right? Ritzelainen. Oh boy. And two firsts. Oh god. For Patrick
1: Kane. And Patty goes home to Buffalo.
0: Why in the world would fucking Chicago do that? <laughs> No, no, just, I was trying to, I'm
1: trying to figure out You gotta find a way You gotta
0: find a way to get these guys to wear their new move no clo- move Closets to the, to Go to the Dean Lombardi school Either frame them for a crime <laughs> at the border <laughs> <laughs> Take away the C from one of them and shame them for an entire year And then I mean, ask them to move come next on, year It's
1: gonna be almost impossible to frame Patrick Kane with a crowd. Oh
0: Yeah he's, he's, he's I mean yeah. If they're, if they're not gonna get rid of Patrick Kane at this point <laughs> They're never gonna get rid of Patrick Kane <laughs> Like, they're going to have to have, like, Jonathan Taves get pulled over at, like, a stoplight for some weird reason. And, like, all of a sudden they open his trunk and there's a dead body back there. (laughs) And the cops are just like, sign this thing that (laughs) that negates your no-trade clause or we're taking you in. And he's like, fine. And the next thing you know, he's in Dallas. And no one knows why. Unfortunately, it's Chicago. So it's like, here, can you sign an autograph for me and we'll just close this trunk and forget this (laughs) ever happened? (laughs) That's the Chicago way.
1: Oh, nicely done. All right. Sarah Baker is formerly of CSN Philly, a former uh, morning show host on CSN in Philly. Is now a uh, a proud uh, uh, citizen? What I guess, C- whatever resident. C- That's what we're looking for. Oh, resident of of New York City. One of our favorite people. She's got a lot to say about the Flyers and hockey and, and life in general. And and uh, when we get back, uh, round two picks. Sarah Baker, thanks for coming on Puck Soup. We appreciate you being here as we frantically searched the late Jonathan Demi's. IMDB IMDb page he's also
0: in the movie to
1: find out that he was a producer on that thing you do like here's the thing like Jonathan Demme is a uh, very famous director he directed at least one masterpiece Silence of the Lambs Mm -hmm. he directed Something Wild he directed Stop Making Sense a masterpiece of the musical documentary form wait what was the
0: movie what? what was the movie Silence of the Lambs no you say he directed Something Wild what was it? It, oh my god are you serious?
2: Can I um, kick him out? Do to I get stop.
0: that? Do I to get stop. that what? I, I'm sorry that I don't know the exact movie you're talking something about. Something Wild. But what was it called? But it was called Something Wild. I know it was called Something Wild, but what's the title of the movie? It was called Schindler's List. Isn't you, that wild? Wow, <laughs> you're call, you call that movie Something Wild? That's <laughs> offensive. Listen to me. Oh,
1: my God. The, wow. point, the point of this story is that, I know, I just did the Schindler's List joke. When I was on Doug Lowe's movies, uh, name drop, Judy Gold, comedian Judy Gold was on the show with me. And she used Schindler's List as a punchline at least seven, 17 times during the show. Mm-hmm. You know, like when way, you're supposed hi, to guess movies. Hey, guys. How's it going? And it's she, good. And she was booed off stage pretty much. Really? So I realize that I've now made the same mistake. going to get booed off my own well, no, podcast. I, you,
0: you, Boo. I think you can make no. one. One in a two-hour segment. Like 17 in a two-hour segment. The,
1: the point is is that he, he did all of this amazing work and certain parties in backwards New York Giants hats – <laughs> was like, Oh, Jonathan Demi? Oh yeah, of course, from that thing you do.
0: That's not how the conversation all. And then I'm like, no, that all. Tom Hanks directed man. it. No,
1: he's like, No, he had something to do with that thing you do, which we come to find out he was a producer and he also had a, a small role in it. Yeah. But it's literally like saying, Oh, Jonathan Demi, you mean the executive producer uncredited of Amos and Andrew? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like the man the man <laughs> it sounds of lambs. See, this is this is what get he it. does. Is he is he he he, he loses the argument, then sh- then changes the framework of it to make it seem like I was wrong the whole time.
2: Okay, you're right. You were was. not wrong, but he's right in pointing out that the way your brain get the hell off my show. Oh, it, it's been real, guys. Thanks for having me for these 46 seconds.
1: Oh, wait a second, Jonathan Demi. You mean the executive producer of Mangamzi, the ancient one?
2: <laughs> well, you, you...
0: <laughs> Holy fuck! You're going to insult Mangamsey? <laughs> That was was a breakthrough role (laughs) for a time man. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, man. All right.
1: So the producer of uh, Neil Young Trunk Show died, and uh, it's very sad. But but Sarah, um, we wanted to have you in because you're new new to New York. It's true. Welcome to the big city.
2: Thank you. I've been here exactly one week.
1: Fresh off the boat from Philadelphia.
2: Yep. Long ride.
1: And uh, you are one of our favorite people because you used to be on the hockey beat. It's true. But then you became a TV star. It's
2: also true. For a year. two e- Almost two years. Almost two years. Yeah, almost two years. In you, Philadelphia. You were hosting
1: the morning show on CSN Philadelphia. Breakfast on Broad, Now, yeah. now when you did Breakfast on Broad... What morning show did you uh, pattern it after? Was it The Kitchen on Food Network (laughs) with Jeff the Sandwich Guy?
2: Not quite. Okay. No, we were were trying something new, right? We were trying something that hadn't been done before, taking this idea that you can merge a morning show, you know, friendly people that you'd want to hang out with while you're drinking your coffee with sports debate. Obviously, it didn't work out because after less than two years, we were unceremoniously canceled.
0: Mm, mm. Wait, what were some of your hot takes? Give me some of the hot takes on the morning debate show.
2: Oh my god! We, well, they're not about hockey. I hope you guys are okay so, with that. So
0: probably something involving an Eagles quarterback. Right. So
2: there was a lot of that. I mean, <laughs> one of the first things that happened was Tim Tebow. Right, oh. the Eagles brought in Tim Tebow, so that was a hell of a thing. Yeah. Um, hot I was... takes
1: and Tim Tebow on television. <laughs> this doesn't seem like it's possible.
2: not at all. Right, we we argued a lot about whether it's okay to give a standing ovation to a guy your team has traded away, who comes back and then demolishes your team. Mm. Uh, there was a thing with Chase Utley coming back, and every time he right. came up to bat, Philly fans were, it, you know, standing it can,
1: up. Completely depends on how he left.
2: Well, he left on, on a good note, I think. Wait, did he
1: leave because they didn't want to resign him yes. or because he was yeah. chasing the money? No, he chasing was that dirty end of his
2: career. They role. didn't want him back, and somebody else gave him an opportunity in L.A. And then so, that's fine. But even if he's demolishing your team, like he gets up there and he hits three home runs in a game. And every time ah. he comes up subsequently, you're going to cheer. But,
0: but if your team is the Phillies and it's really bad and you have nothing else going on. Yeah, it all that's, depends on how you feel about ownership at that point.
2: That's sort of my argument. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So Absolutely. That, that was game, my take. It's
0: one game out of 162. You can let a dude who gave you a lot of good memories I agree. murder you when you're having a 55-win season. Right. Not like everybody
2: a, on our team on our show agreed. If <sighs> a
1: former Brooklyn Net comes back and puts up 90 points against them... Oh, well. I don't care how he left. I just, I hate my team so much. Because <laughs> I know he's not the reason they traded all those
2: fucking Phillies fans Celtics. are a little bit different now, though, because they under, you know, the 2008 World Series is not that far back in the back of your brains, right? I can't believe I've just hijacked a hockey podcast to talk about baseball. No, this is no, so really we, not we, we've, weird.
0: We've <laughs> learned today that yeah. no one cares about hockey. Either. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We so have learned that. <laughs>
0: we're, we're shifting here. Today okay. it's baseball soup. <laughs> today
2: it's b- baseball soup. Ball <laughs> soup. I, yeah, yeah. No.
0: Ball. Well, su- no. What was Chase Sutley's OPS? As a, no.
2: I have no fucking clue, you guys. Come on.
0: <laughs> Other people's sandwiches. Oh yeah. Um, God,
1: you don't know anything about sports. I would. I would. Okay, listen to me about about Philly sports.
2: Do you think? <laughs> listen to you about Philly yeah. sports, not me. Do you. you. Think,
1: do you think that your hot takes weren't hot enough? Because I've listened to WIP.
2: Um. Oh God. <laughs> Here's what's going on in Philadelphia right now. Everything is bad and no hot takes are of any substance. Everybody is manufacturing content because it's just boring right now. Yeah. There isn't anything interesting or salacious to talk about. Eagles, a little bit. And I think that played a part in why our show was axed. And, and if you go online and read some of the blogs, I think a lot of writers agreed with that. You
1: don't, you don't think it's because Philadelphia, essentially, everybody has a hot take. So it's almost like <laughs> what the villain syndrome wanted to do in The Incredibles and, <laughs> and if know, everybody's special, then no one will be special. <laughs>
2: maybe four years wow. ago, I would have agreed with that. But also, wow. Yeah, no, I just think that it's the teams are bad and the Sixers were interesting for a couple of months there. And and then everybody was just rested for the rest of the season. So it's just been so boring. Sixers
0: have that dude everybody loves that they just Joel drafted.
2: Embiid. Yeah. But he hasn't played. He didn't play the whole like, last three months of the season. But
0: like, he's on Instagram trying to get laid all the time, isn't he? He's, that like, is, even, yeah. he's fun. He's a lot of fun. You can have hot takes about that. Like, don't have sex. No, I think you should have sex. <laughs> and you eat waffles you know,
2: and, and have coffee. Maybe that would work on the radio. But on a morning show at 7 o'clock in the morning, not sure no. that's what they wanted us to be talking uh,
0: about.
1: WIP. Yeah, um, <laughs> oh yeah. How, how would uh, I think? Uh, I think Joelle and Beach probably shouldn't be having sex on Instagram. <laughs> I'll, I'll hang up and listen, and then all you hear is
2: <sighs> pretty much, yeah. All
1: right, Pete Pavilion next.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's tough times in Philadelphia right now. Think about it. There is a bunch of teams that might be good down the road, but there is nothing of. It's just boring. The coaches are kind of boring. That's not necessarily a bad thing for. Anybody who isn't in sports media, right, yeah. for, for the fans and the teams, fine. But there's no controversy. It's just sort of not fun So right what, now.
1: what didn't work on the show? Was it the coffee or the hot takes?
2: Um, the time was tough. You Mm -hmm. know, morning shows are really tough because people are people like habits. They have routines. So to get somebody off of the Today Show or CBS This Morning to watch your show, Mm -hmm. even if they're a huge sports fan, it's a tough. We knew that going into it. It was a challenge to break routines.
1: Much respect to Good Morning America. You just leave them out of the equation. We all know
0: people are never
2: leaving (laughs) America to watch your show. Exactly. I I
0: know the names of all the morning shows. I could not tell you like who like I know that like who are the two people on Today Show? You know one. I know them. I think the Today Show. See, that's that's not the one with Matt Lauer. It's mm-hmm. the, that, that is, is the one, one with Matt. Lauer. Oh, it's okay. Matt Lauer, yeah. The, super
1: big Rangers fan who came to the game. with a, <laughs> a new playoff hat with a sticker on it. Matt Lauer.
0: <laughs> but like like H- Hoda's on one of them, right?
2: She's all she's on the fourth hour of the Today
0: Show. Oh, that's all part of the Today Show. Yeah. It's
2: all part of the Today Show. Right. That show so goes like, on forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh.
0: See, I'm a bad person because right. at home I don't put my TV on until like it's like o'clock. how in the old days there used to be
1: Monday Night Raw for an hour and then Raw is War would come out after it on WWE. That's no, a,
0: that's exactly the Matt
1: Lauer <laughs> and, and who's the who's the co- who's the lady host? Starts with an S. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a it's it's a city in the South. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Salahassie, <laughs> Salem, <Sat-lana.
0: laughs>
1: Salem Jones, Salem, Salem Witch Trial. Uh, that is not Mark's. the uh, Savannah Guthrie.
0: I have no idea who that is.
2: Yes, you do. Come I on, swear to God, Come I've on, Never damn. heard that name
0: until right now. Okay, is, then, it, is, gr- is she related to Jeremy Guthrie, the the baseball pitcher?
2: I do not believe so, but the that's Guthrie unconfirmed. Daughter of
0: Arlo Guthrie. Arlo Guthrie. Yeah. 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 Uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Good Morning America is Robin Roberts.
2: Yes, and who's
1: the dude? I, it used to be Josh Elliott, right? At don't
2: point. Then, remember who the guy is. Look um, okay. okay,
0: Good Morning America. And yeah, there's there's one with um, what's her name? I think it's a morning which one? show. Who? I don't know what channel it's on, but like I've definitely. You're seen are Oh, Robin or, Lyon, Roberts and George, George Stephanopoulos.
1: Oh, Stephanopoulos, oh, of course. Robert Strahan, of
2: course. Right. Remember
1: I mean, they drafted
0: him. Oh, and left right. him. Right. up right. alone? Oh my
2: God! I, right. Of course. And it became today like live with Kelly. Right. So, Forgot so, about that.
0: So right. so Robin right. Roberts is now a morning show host. Oh man, you don't get you up
2: until about
1: eleven, oh, fuck. And then CBS this morning, as you know, I
2: like yeah. That's Charlie Rose, Gail King.
1: Gail K- Sure, Nora O'Donnell, Nora O'Donnell, James Crawford. I have no Who idea
2: these people.
0: people. <laughs> CBS is the one where I'm not. I, I don't know any of these people. I think I'm thinking of a View knockoff. Maybe not like a morning. Man,
1: shot. Charlie Rose. See, the thing about Charlie Rose is that like that's the guy you fall asleep to, not the guy you wake up to.
2: Unless you really like to ease into your mornings. Maybe. Oh, my,
1: well, like a like a like a, a soft bell movement. <laughs> sure. and, a, and a coffee on the. You know, I mean, Jesus. I wasn't
2: going that direction, but. but Maybe
1: Charlie Rose, the soft <laughs> bell movement of oh, television dash Greg Wyshynski you puck know, soup.
0: How are you not in marketing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have friends at CBS. I'll make a phone call.
1: Look, he's a he's a television host. Um, except he's like a soft bell movement. Like you know that's what? brilliant. Do you guys
2: watch John Oliver at all? Yeah. A so bit. a couple one, New one York of
1: Rangers the fan, uh, future puck soup guests, John really? Oliver. Really? I hope uh, so.
2: Oh okay you assume he, Any, he
1: is someone who likes hockey in New York there's only a few of
2: them This is this I, is true. I want him
0: to come on and answer for the Trump jokes
2: Oh my god right I mean, so a oh couple weeks ago he did come on the show. you know they're and now this segment thing yeah. and he talked about all of, they showed just the weird sexual tension on CBS this morning between Charlie Rose and all the female co-hosts and it's amazing <laughs> And if it, I think it was like 2 weeks ago and if you haven't seen it I would encourage you to either run in the opposite direction or if you have a thick you know th- what, thick tolerance You're uh,
1: you're uh, you you're I uh, uh, never no one's never not a hockey writer. So you're a hockey writer. Sure. What was the thing that you would put on at two thirty or three in the morning when you were done writing or going out to fall asleep to? That's last, a really question. Last night good for question. me it was Suicide Squad. I don't oh, know why <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? I, I don't know. Why would I do that to myself? I don't know. It's like the second time it's happened. Margot Robbie <laughs> shorts. On. And at the it's always the know. same part. It's when they, they the the helicopter is already crashed. They go, Will Smith finds the binder. And and he's like throws it at that guy who can't act. Yeah, and says which one? <laughs> <laughs> More the, specific. Please. The second RoboCop. What's his face? Tall guy. Oh, oh, Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, and he throws it and he's like, "Tell him or I'll tell him." And I'm, and I never understand like, "Tell him what?" That there's a monster. Like there's a big fucking <laughs> space hole in the sky. Like you don't
2: know what's going on yeah, here. It's... I bet you have some amazing dreams.
1: I, I, no, I usually just drift off to sleep. Well, I'm a, I'm, tell us your dreams. I'm a dreamer <laughs> in the sense that I'm an optimist, but I'm not a dreamer in the sense of at night you I don't, dream a lot. Well, you
2: don't remember them anyway.
1: Yeah, I'm a very solid wow, sleeper. dreamless dreams. Huh. Well, it's
2: just, <laughs> that's
1: deep. That's No, I just have no... What the fuck is a dreamless dream? What, what, like, you what just you don't do dream. you do for eight hours
0: a night, yeah. yeah well, just no, don't that's, dream. that's called sleep. Yeah, it's called sleep. <laughs> well, no, you're dreaming, but you just don't remember it, dream- so therefore they're dreamless dreams.
1: Dreams Without Dreams, the new album by John Oh, Cash. God.
0: It's like, it's like, say if you go to a movie and it's wow. just a black screen for two hours, like, it's still a movie even though it's nothing. It's a it's a movieless movie.
2: Here's to the dreams without dreams.
0: It's <laughs> my
1: Emma Stone and Lala La Land. Sarah I don't Baker. think
2: I don't think I watched TV. I, I've been thinking about this for the past 45 seconds. while well, you guys just <laughs> did, whatever the hell that was you that you threw just on did. like
1: a... Infomercial or
2: to be co- Listen, I was doing a morning show for the last two years. So what I, time did you have to go to sleep for the morning? Show? Um, re- I was waking up for the first year and a half. I was waking up at three o'clock in the morning, so oh, I was trying to go to bed so around seven, eight o'clock. Yeah, it. yeah. So I don't like. I was waking up when you'd be putting on that crap TV, right? To fall asleep too. Oh. But before then, I would just be really. When I was covering games and stuff, I'd just probably be pretty drunk and I'd come home and pass out. Oh, <laughs> so no TV. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. I feel that. Good for you. <laughs> where Where is Philly on the Flyers right now? Pessimistic or optimistic?
2: Um, They are ready to... Get rid of the fan, the fan base is so anti the coach and almost anti Hextile right now. I can't believe it, and it came really quickly because about two years ago everybody was so on board, and then all of a sudden they jumped ship. And I and I can't figure it out for the life. You of know me. what
0: it is? It's it's that he's the coach is an idiot. He's not.
2: He's, <laughs> oh, is is that what it he's, is? He's
0: not a good coach because <laughs> you, you you had a
1: big beef with him about the gossip, Bear stuff, right? About right. about you, bench
2: and ghost yeah.
0: Like if you're if you're a coach in the NHL and you have a lot of veterans on your team that are bad, and your your plays to make an example. Of the good rookies, even Travis, they, they, they he, that, that was his move. Like, if that's your move, like, it's not Ron Hextall's fault that Andrew McDonald is on the roster. I don't blame him as much, but right. Like, right. If your strategy is. I know Shane Gossis-Bear needs to learn how to. No, he's so, your second best or maybe best defenseman.
2: Well, let me ask no. you this question then. So, because it seems to me, at least from from my hanging out on Twitter time, that most of the active on social media fan base is ready ready to get rid of Dave Haxtall, the coach, right? Right. But you can't become one of those teams that just fires their coach every other year. That's where sure. wh- aren't you kind of that already? Yeah. Well, that's why I think they're trying to move away from that, and and so. I understand there are growing pains involved. I'm I'm with you. I think there were some questionable decisions, the handling of the goaltenders, the ghost and, and connect me scratching and the timing of those. I, I totally get it. But I wouldn't fire the guy right away. I'd oh, give him another year. No. That's not that he's, roster.
0: He's tipped his hands. He's he's a you, back coach.
2: You're ready to give up that quick? Absolutely.
1: It must be so confusing when the, ch- the crowd chants "Fire Hextall" because it really. <laughs> like could which one? Right? <laughs> yeah, Ron Hextall is in the yeah. GM's box going, "What the <laughs> fuck,
2: man!"
0: They're no. like, "No, no, no! They're, it's the coach you hired." they are no, talking no, about after the game Ron's like that. They're talking about you, and he's like, "No, they're talking about
1: <laughs> you." No, I listen very closely. It's your Hextall. Hack- your <laughs> Hextall. What?
2: Yeah. It's um, not-
1: but it, I remember when Hext. Sorry. Yeah. Hack, Hackstall got hired. Yes, me too. And I was in. Thank you. Very, very good. <laughs> Neither of us are brain damaged. Uh, the uh, we were at media, like it was. We were doing like the players media thing in Toronto, yeah. and I remember like having a brief conversation with Claude Giroux at the time about it. I'm just like, yeah, you guys really need to like turn this stuff around, and it, and it's mm-hmm. like, you you hired an NCAA coach, so what do you think about that? <laughs> and I remember him just being like. Guess we'll wait and see. Yeah, <laughs> you know? they did like I, I think it's actually in. in, in, to, in with full credit to Hextall, it's miraculous he got as much he got those players to buy in as much as they had. Totally, considering he was a complete novice.
2: Totally, absolutely. The, the first year, I think he got more out of that team than that team really should have done. Right. They made it to the postseason. They really had no business doing that. And the roster last year and this year pretty much the same roster. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. Is like it's 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 almost like Pete DeBoer. Year one, Pete DeBoer, man, he gets everything out of that team. And then year two, it's like, eh, hey, got a little less. And then year three, it's like, eh, hey, we're going to be out in the first round. And year four, it's like, <laughs> eh, hey, we're a lottery team. And if Dave Haxtell's that guy, cut him off now. Don't have It's,
1: it's funny, man. Like, there, the there, 23rd place year again. There are certain coaches that are like immediate return. Like Pat Burns was always a guy you could hire and you would know. And Hitch, right away. Hitchcock's the Hitch, same way. Mm-hmm. You hire him and you know within like two years you're going to be I think Peter LaVillette's another final. one too. Yeah, He might have more long-term results though, I feel like. But he's but I, but I think I think he's a guy much like Pat Burns that his routine wears thin.
2: Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. It works until all of a sudden it doesn't. It doesn't. When he's at the top. <laughs> yeah. <Yep>. mm-hmm.
0: yeah. <laughs> Flyers are in that terrible spot too, where like they're not awesome and they're not they're nowhere near bad enough to tank. So they're, they're just gonna linger in that shitty spot. You don't want to yep. with the Bruins. You don't want to be in that spot for in five years. Oh, oh,
2: oh gosh. Hey, I really love Philly. Oh, come on. You know I know I live here now, but I still gotta defend my homeland. Are you come gonna, on guys? Are you
1: gonna get, yeah, how are you gonna handle? Are you gonna get rid of Philly? Philly trappings. Like, are you, can you now, now that you're out of the business for a second, like, can sure. you say you're a fan of the Philly team? No. Definitely not. So will you embrace all the New York teams? No, I can't.
2: I don't know. It's so, I've been in this for so long and I've worked in it for so long. You know like, what I think yeah.
1: would really be great? Becoming a New York Jets fan. So I wait, actually, uh, let me tell you. And, to this poor
2: my order. family is all Jets fans. I come from Jets fans. I've been to, I've seen them play. My my uncles had like the like season tickets on the 50 yard line mm-hmm. for a hundred years till they moved. Did I,
1: they not make you a Jets fan out of fear that Child Protective Services would come and take you away? Pretty much, yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. My, so my parents moved to Philly in the 70s mind. and they were God. like, it can't. Can't be worse here, can Imagine it?
0: Imagine if, like, you're growing up and your choices are Jets fan or Eagles fan. Oh you better like you green. Poor kid, you.
2: Yeah, you better like green. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. losing. <laughs> and losing, losing, and Rich Oh yeah. So, if, if
1: uh, do you are you of the mind about the Flyers that they need to do something dramatic, like trade? Like, if memory serves, they're okay in the expansion draft bit, but there's all this talk about hey, we should trade. Break up the core. Break up the core. Drake Voracek or something like that for stuff. Do you agree with that? Well,
2: Jake Voracek had a down season. He's had a couple down seasons in a row. So I'm not averse to it. Mm -hmm. I like him as a guy. I think he's a total classy guy. I like him as a player. I think he passes too much. I think that they need somebody who can score goals, as is evidenced by the fact that they struggled to do that pretty much all season long. So... Am I averse to breaking up the core, making a dramatic move? No, they. But they—they're really going to have to do something creative because the cap space still isn't there. You know, they Hextall has put all this Hextall H E X to be has put all of this emphasis. Ron, Ron did so good. Uh, Ron, Ronnie down there in Philadelphia has done a very good job of fortifying their their defensive prospects. Right, they've got a bunch yeah. of guys coming up, which is super exciting. But that's still not going to solve the problem of like you need to score goals to win. And I've I was around the team starting in two thousand and nine. And even then I was screaming and yelling for like a left winger who could score goals. And still, four coaches later, a couple of GMs later, still don't have that guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Nikolai Gerda. Remember him?
2: Kind of. <laughs> Nikolai Zhardov? Oh, yeah, God.
0: You know, what What? what that, um, I think about that guy all the time as Why? A dude that got like the rawest deal ever because he was Russian and he scored a bunch of goals and wasn't great defensively. But you go back and look at that dude's possession numbers, yeah. he was a fucking monster. I, I feel the same way about Samson. He couldn't
1: stick anywhere. Like, I feel like there's an entire class of Russian wingers yeah, like, that probably, if they had played now in the analytics era, would be totally embraced in a way they weren't.
2: That's a really good point. Thank yeah, you. Yeah,
0: uh, it is. I, I, yeah, I, you're I I welcome. Paid, uh, handily, too. <laughs> but, like, but like, if you can trade Phil Kessel, you can trade. Jake Voracek. Yeah, I don't. Giroux. You dodge a I mean, you dodge a bullet. Yeah.
2: Well, dodge is there? I mean, my question would be: if you look at, <laughs> is there anybody in the Flyers that you, that's untouchable? Maybe Claude Giroux. Maybe Wayne no. Simmons. I don't.
1: I don't. I don't understand the logic of don't trade Claude. Like Claude Giroux is the, not the problem. He's the solution to a problem that you is keep he? on the team. Yes. Is he? Yes. Is he, though?
2: You know, closure's numbers (laughs) have dipped, and generally when a guy approaches 30 or hits that mark, and he will be 30 in a year, Mm. do those numbers ever recover? They largely don't recover. So is it it about the player or the players who are around that player?
0: Here's what you do. What do you do? You trade Borchek and Giroud to the kings.
2: Oh, God. I feel like I've been here before. (laughs) You're giving me flashbacks. And then
0: they send what young buck that they don't have to the Flyers. Right. They send some, like, shitty Shen Shen brother. brother.
2: Oh, no more Shen brothers. Bob
0: Shen comes to the Flyers forever. He's he's tearing it
1: up right now. Oh, Bobby Shen. Who are you? most happy you don't have to deal with now that you're out of Philly?
2: Who am I most happy that I don't have to deal with? Yeah. Some- trash,
0: trash somebody. Trash some people here. Let's, do the, let's, let's have a not good Not
1: even
2: a trash. It's right? like a, like no, a, no, a difficult
0: chatter in any sport in Philly.
2: You know, uh, when you move over to TV, everybody becomes a lot easier to deal boy, with. Boy, right? I yeah, I had... I. I had some coaches in the past who maybe weren't my biggest fans. I know that. Um, on Dave, the writing
1: side or on the TV On the writing side? side. Yeah.
2: Definitely on the writing side. I'm not going to name the guy who I heard secondhand wanted to punch me in the face. That's a true story. Andy Reid. Uh, not Andy Reid. Um, um, like Jack Not going to tell you who it is. Oh, um, so it's Peter Laviolette. I didn't say <laughs> that. Wow. First. Peter Laviolette threatened violence you know, against wow. Saturday. Wow. Based,
1: based on, uh, oh on career history, probably Craig Berube.
2: <laughs> I mean, that would make sense, right? <laughs> oh, <so>.
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: He was actually good. To, he was good to deal with. They're all
1: sweet. every every enforcer is always a sweetheart. That was yeah. just a joke.
2: Steve Hacksaw is tough, man. He is tough to deal him? with. No, he did not throw the punch in the face. Jesus Christ! Um, no, but he's tough just to deal wink, with. Wink. If you need to stop it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! She just winked. Stab oh your foot God. twice. <laughs> if it was him, say something.
2: Oh my God! No. Oh no! <laughs> No, he, he was really, t- really tough to deal with. And I'm not saying he's not a good guy. Now, I dealt with him in two different ways. As he came on our morning show a bunch of times, Ew. and he was totally... Fra- <laughs> Why? What? Oh, my
0: God. Is that going to show? Oh, You know, oh, man. 20 minutes
2: ago, 20 <laughs> minutes ago, I want to be clear here. 20 minutes ago, Dave, you were all on Wish's case about making gross comments. Yeah. And now it's your turn. What's right. going on here?
0: Yeah. To be yeah. fair, he did come upstairs and say, like, he wants to... <laughs> i was both the same I, I said, um, I was, was happy weird. that you were all.
2: Like you can have us both I at once to get or you something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do know, want to you both at the once. same time when I walk upstairs. That's true. I did say that. So the, yeah, but that's like a
1: gross way. Just in like a human centipede way. Now listen. Oh jeez. Um, of
2: course. Jack on front.
1: I wanna. I want. <laughs> I wanted to pause mm. on this TV writing thing because you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of fascinated by that as someone who will never be on television because I'm fat. Oh, God. Um the uh I know. Thank you, honey. Oh. The uh, oh, the, okay. the. How did things change? Like. like yeah. Did, 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 it's did weird. Everybody, did everybody like? Was it more like you were asking now, and I don't mean to besmirch any profession, sure. sure, sure. here it comes, Uh-oh. but I'm going to do, <laughs> were you asking more TV-esque questions than writing questions? It's depend- that part of it?
2: Um, on the morning show? Yes, but I also really... I had I like to think I had pretty good relationships, especially with the people in hockey, because I'd been around for so long. So I tried. It's har- It's harder to get those questions in when you have, like, four minutes with a guy, and there's two or three other people asking questions, and you can't just grab a guy as he's leaving and walking out the room. Yeah. And also, certainly coaches are aware when there's a camera going, it's a little bit different. It can be, you know, easier when you have a guy on the phone, or even if you have a voice recorder. Wait, it's harder.
0: Was Hackstall easier on on TV. I think I cut you off. He, with yeah, an yeah. He, listen, joke I
2: earlier. like I'm so not trashing him. I want to be really clear. He's a he's a good guy, but he's a tough interview. He doesn't give anything up. He was much more fun on TV. It was, you know, uh, you've uh, seen you've seen him. He's like yeah, he sort of steely. Straight, straight you know, we got to yeah. play
1: better on defense and make sure our forwards are really uh, more responsible, but here I'm going to take out this party favor since yeah. I'm on TV. <laughs> oh,
2: I do believe we made him say Hextal, Haxtal like 10 times fast or something on air and he did it like Hextal, Haxtal, I, like, I don't know, which like, is like a total morning.
0: This what? is yeah. fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: I think he laughed. Yeah.
0: Let me ask you this. Yes. As a TV person,
2: Ooh, yeah. mm,
0: did you mm. have to work on your fake laugh?
2: <laughs> like that?
0: Like, right? When, when someone's just like, and so Sarah, that's when I decided that the Eagles weren't good enough, but they were bad enough to lose. Sa- and have to go, <laughs> Sa- Sarah. If I, if I may ask a
1: follow, if I may ask a follow up, as a woman in media, had you already perfected your fake laugh?
2: <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yes. Years ago. 2009 was my first season, 2009, 2010. I think I had it perfected in, like, I'd say by 2009.
0: Who was the player that harassed you the most?
2: I'm not going to answer that question. (gasps) But there is an
0: answer. There is an answer. Right away, I could tell you snapped right on Let me just see if I can figure it out. Here it is again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You guys had Amanda Stein on last week, right? Yeah. And one of the first conversations we had when we became friends and bonded was, like, sharing details about, you know, just what it's like to be a woman around a bunch of guys all the time, players, reporters, all that that, kind of thing. That sounds
0: like a great interview for a podcast. Maybe maybe we should (laughs) As opposed to doing it at a bar when there's no microphones around, it. if you want to like really yeah. let the people know what's let me like. let me ask a general question about that. Sure
1: how how long did it take for them to? Because if I remember correctly, like were you the only woman on the Philly beat at that point?
2: Uh, for per- the entire time, I was right? So I much, mean, yeah. like
1: how long did it take them to to? understand what was cool and not cool around
2: you. Uh, the players are the reporters? The play- <laughs> yes. I'm kidding. Oh my god. Um, rank, the, rank the
0: reporters for most annoying to I'm um,
2: being completely honest here. For, I'm really lucky because I've heard all of those horror stories and I know a number of women who've had horror stories and I'm not going to say that there haven't been, let's say, potholes along my my route here. Mm. Um, but I'm pretty lucky. Like Players pr- mostly, for the most part, respected me on everywhere I've been. Hockey players are better than baseball players, which I've also covered. Covered, That's what by the way, says, yeah, a man. lot better. Um, what's, what's like
0: an example of the disrespect without saying who it was?
2: I was in a, a Phillies clubhouse, and one player yanked off another player's towel in front of me and then yeah. elbowed me to say, ha, you see that? Look at you that know? wiener.
0: Yeah. Uh, classic yeah. guy move. Yeah. That happens. <laughs> totally normal thing guys do.
2: That did not sure. ever happen in a hockey locker room. That so happened to me know. at a
0: bank once. <laughs> <laughs> so weird.
2: Yeah, a sperm bank? Like, what kind of What is wait. that? Yes. Oh, the disease
1: yes. traveled
0: over to the other side of the table. Nice. <laughs> well, um but the Flyers, the Flyers were not, nothing Very, that
2: bad? No. I mean, really, really largely a, a good group of guys. I mean, there were players who were tough to cover. I was around Mike Richards, Jeff Carter, not friends of the media, so that made it a little challenging. But mm-hmm. they weren't bad guys by any stretch of mm-hmm. the imagination. They just, you know, didn't love to have to talk to us, and we're mm-hmm. pains they, in the ass. They so, I understand. so
1: conflicted because they hate the media, but you're a woman. I know, so.
2: right? I <laughs> know, oh, right? Um, but also, um, a number of the players knew that I play hockey. And oh, that's that true, yeah. right away, is that, like,
1: is that like unbelievable street cred? To unbelievable to say that you street play
2: the game? Uh game. I remember in 2012 at the Winter Classic when it was in Philly, we had a media game, and a couple of the players came out and saw me there afterward, and like they were super excited, and like they, it, it something clicked. I don't know. It, it definitely helps with the respect factor. And you came sure. out of them
0: and started harassing women reporters. Who were trying to talk <laughs> oh my god! Yes, we
2: shared we shared right. recommendations about Owls how best to. Off. Yeah, exactly. God, what
0: a weird what a weird thing to do. <laughs> they're like like, <laughs> like what's the end game there for you? Where, where like you get all hot by? But it, baseball like, players
2: yeah. are like they're, they're I don't know they think it's funny.
1: They think it's funny. They think it's that's all, all it it's is. All, it's all a rub. <laughs>
2: that, and that was. That, oh, oh my god! Oh,
1: god. Oh, come on, it's not meant to be. <laughs> Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. There it is again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the one thing I wanted to bring up, I, I, let's get out of the harassment thing, but I wanted to bring up the, the thing you put on Facebook.
2: Which is also harassment, I was gonna say, let's <laughs> No,
1: this is going to be the cherry on the harassment Sunday. <laughs> oh, okay, I, great. Because I could not believe for the life of me, like, everybody knows that everybody on social media is just a complete asshole and, and, and most likely is an asshole to a woman. Right. And most likely is a real asshole to a woman in media. Right. But- I gotta be honest with you. Like the thing that you got when 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 you said that you that the show was ending
2: Ooh, boy. from that
1: from that dude was just beyond
2: the pale. Yeah, so I'm trying to pull this up. Here we go. All right. So this was right around when I announced that you know I was leaving CSN and all this kind of stuff. Um and, and for any of your listeners who don't know me, I, I guess you could say that I was a Steve Mason sympathizer. You know, I have a number of friends that you guys were talking about, some yeah, advanced sucks. statistics earlier. Yeah, he you know, he... <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> I would just try and argue the other side sometimes. You know, in Philly, you, listen, from
0: 90 feet away all the time. Yeah,
2: any goaltender that shows up in Philadelphia is the fans are going to hate him at some point mm-hmm. because just it because it's Philadelphia and because right. just the, the position is cursed or something. Mm-hmm. And my argument was always just like, hey, this guy is not as bad as you think he is. The position is not cursed when you hire a goalie, oh pay him God. 10 years, $50 billion to be the Nine solution years, to your problems. And then you find out he is space. Gadot, he's afraid of bears. <laughs> Not it was nine years, fifty-one million dollars, <laughs> and that was awful. Briz, by the way. Oh, it was a perfect. Breeze. Um. So, do you want me to read it to you? This is just a string of tweets from a, from a guy. Um, that I had seen tweeted me a number of times, and he'd sort of like yeah. poked a little bit. What in the past. did Neuberth
1: fan 69 say? Yeah, exactly. He's still, he's still private. Uh, by the way, I'm not Twitter. gonna. Yeah,
2: he, yeah, his Twitter's still, still private. Still um, we'll we'll just call him Bob. How about that? We'll call him Bob. Bob wrote, and this is a string of three tweets. <clears throat>
0: and it was not Sergey Bobrovsky. And Bobrovsky. it was not Sergey Bobrovsky. He's a nice no. Guy.
2: By the way, Sergey Bobrovsky wishes you would call him Bob's. His nickname is Bob's. Not Bob. Not Bob. Bob. I don't understand why. He, why but, is it
0: Bob's? He, I don't he's know. He's only that's, one Sergey
2: Bobrovsky. That's what's stitched on all of his equipment. It's Bob's. Like, well, this that is was. Like, no,
0: because like, this is like that fucker J.A. Happ in Toronto who wants to be called J.Happ. Uh, he used J. to be a Philly. He used to be a Philly. But, but like, he's not J. He wants to be like, call me J.Happ. All right.
2: Anyway. No. Moving on.
0: You're Bob. Is it From Danny Bob.
2: Breer or Daniel Breer? Oh, my <laughs> God. I can not keep track
1: anymore. It's
2: whatever you want it to be. All right here is the tweets that I got from Bob when I announced I was leaving CSN Philadelphia
1: not Bob's but Bob
2: not Bob's but Bob this guy does not play hockey to the best of my knowledge (laughs) let's be clear Sarah you were a hack here in Philly who many people knew fucked Steve Mason and then you didn't then you didn't get as oh that didn't get you as far as you'd hoped huh congrats on quote unquote leaving before they released your worthless ass my dog has better hockey knowledge and I'm pissed because there were real hockey minds stuck behind you with real insight while you blew your way to be an insider hashtag worthless i like the hat well the, the worthless was actually misspelled at the what end what did of them, you but...
1: think of when you saw these
2: <laughs> what the fuck and by the way this guy this
1: is important had, too had you ever heard from this person before? i
2: had seen tweets from him before and he would take issue with things i said but not like that yeah and if you and he he's private on twitter still yeah, dave so you can't still... see his bio mm, uh... can you read his bio
0: He's a regional project manager for a multinational, capital M, capital N, multinational Mm -hmm. housing development company. Mm -hmm. Here are his priorities. This is the part that you enjoy. Priorities. Number one, my girls. Number (laughs) two, work. Number three, gym. And number four... All Philly sports so He puts teams. So, women above Philly sports But teams. his
2: girls, his daughters, yeah. who are in his Twitter picture, oh, are his too. priority. Wow. And he's tweeting at people like me, and I can't imagine I'm the only one. I mean, I don't I don't know how many people are out there fucking Steve Mason. But, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which I did not do, to be clear. Well, oh, my God, listen, that's a it's, joke. It but is like, obvious you know.
1: it's not what you did. Right. Because if if anybody in Philly was trying to get ahead in their career, <laughs> the last person you're going to fuck <laughs> is, is, a, Philly, is sure. a Philly goalie. Who's, who's an
2: unrestricted free agent at the end of the season? It's I mean, like, come on. Boy, this
0: person's got a lot of influence. Oh, shit, he's been traded already. Uh, it's, it's fuck like,
2: the guy who got re-signed. I mean, come on. It's like, it's like
0: Steve Mason, and then it's like an Eagles quarterback, <laughs> and then it's like a Sixers <laughs> oh, big man. Oh, my God. Like, there's just no way to win there. There's no way.
2: But You know, and and I do not miss that stuff. Now, who knows if it's going to be a part of my future going forward, that that awesome stuff on Twitter. But yeah, I don't miss that at all.
0: Mm. At what do you all. want to do now? What's your what are your
1: dreams, sir? What are, what are your dreams? Assuming your dreams have dreams. I, now that, I, oh now that you're in New York, dreaming dreamful that. dreams.
2: Dreaming dreamful dreams while I dream. Mm. Well, I mean <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm just over 2 weeks out of CSN now and this is the first time in my life that I have not had to do anything. Mm. It's fucking awesome. Can you tell you guys? us more about
1: that, but yeah. like describe it slowly.
2: <laughs> it's fucking amazing. I can sleep and, in. Like, and
0: you're still getting paid. too, I guess, Actually, can the...
2: um no, no, but I had oh. saved so up a... some money. Oh. No, it's but not so... fun employment. It, well, it no, no, because okay. I didn't. I didn't get like a buyout or anything <laughs> you mean, like, like a that.
0: golden parachute. Yeah, oh like, yeah. yeah, like when you get laid off, and you get like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Sever- like, like, no severance for me. Like when I left the NHL in 2013, like I yeah. had like five weeks. Yeah. of just
2: like. So
1: no, apart. I mean, so in other words, it's like you know, like you, uh, you, you, your job goes away, it falls apart, and then they like pay you like a lot of money. Like, well, that would never happen here, at Yahoo! But <laughs> it, yeah.
2: No, you know, I knew that this was coming. I wasn't laid off. I elected to leave. Um, they offered me to stay doing other stuff that I didn't want to do. Um, so I knew this was coming. I had a hard out on my calendar, and I had saved some money, and I knew my plans were to come up That's here. Really smart. It You know, I wish I had thought about it more and had more money, um, but I also do have something coming that I'm not prepared to talk about yet from a, you know, professional like job thing is coming. I have a job coming. Um can't talk about it yet. Good. It will be very exciting. But right now you ask me like what do I want to do? What would be my dream job? <laughs> this doing nothing and getting paid for it would be fucking fantastic. would oh,
1: that be great?
2: Guys, I like go to the gym when I want to and I walk around and I have drinks with friends. You go and... to the
1: gym and you don't worry about missing something? Yeah. I don't understand. It's
2: amazing. <laughs> you don't have to I check know. Check your phone between sets of everything. I don't like, ha- I can sure. lock my phone in the locker at the gym. It doesn't matter. Oh wow, you
0: that oh, I oh, just started your headphones stretch all yeah. the way over yeah. there well
2: if mean, I'm whoa, taking whoa. classes I mean otherwise oh, oh, yeah, I also oh, I okay. have like the Bluetooth ones, so what's I your, could do that what's whoa. your favorite
1: class to take
2: I'm like a like a boot camp kind of girl yeah, yeah that's oh, yeah.
1: that's a bit too much Wait, what's, what's, what's that what's boot camp <laughs> it's
2: like everything horrible but it's good for you you know
1: it's like you so know like Philly sports
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's Philly, Philly sports is not good for you let's let's be let's do you do cycling
1: classes I do cycling Um, I did one
2: for the first time here in New York on Monday with my best friend and the lights were off, and there were like black lights and flashing music, and the guy was like nice. super into it. It was like right around the corner from here. It was... Can I tell you the that, truth
0: was, actually, about... that
2: was actually a club? <laughs> it felt like a, it felt like to was a the club. Truth yeah.
0: about cycling classes. Yeah,
2: I,
1: I really enjoy them. Yeah, I like I like loud music for like forty five minutes. Sure, and, and I like riding a bike, but I don't have. You could ride a bike, but not worried about getting killed by a <laughs> truck on a on a one way street. Um, but I I the part of the of the cycling where you have to like. Dip your head I to the music. Hate that I hate can't stuff. do it. I always think of that that bird that people have on their desks, where the there's a bulb on oh, the body it, of them filled with liquid, and it just thing dips, dips its in. Beak. Yeah. You know, I uh, I feel like that. I can't I can't keep to the I can't yeah. cycle the bike and and keep it's to the rhythm with my face going down on the on the they make,
2: Yeah, they make you like dip, almost like doing pushups, sort so it's, of. Yeah, it's like, j- it's yeah, like
1: doing push-ups on the handlebars. Oh, so so it's you're like, like leaning forward. But you're like your also pedaling at the same time. Yes, Ariana Grande like
2: yeah.
0: And then, like, you dip your head on the beat. I don't see how that that helps you get in better shape. I feel like that's just gonna hurt your neck and back by. Constantly I mean, it might. Your it it and might. Down while you're no. going full speed. on to the To be bike. fair,
2: you're supposed to be like lowering, like your whole upper body, not just your head. Right? So no, maybe. I try
0: to do that, but you <laughs> can't. But
2: then, I, can't.
1: I, but then I, I end up like just like like head banging like like a like oh a God. like a grandpa at, a, at an anthrax concert <laughs> or something. It's like I it's <laughs> can't like find I the beat. This on video. <laughs> <laughs> oh and God. I'm also I'm like six one. And a kind of a large guy, and they look around and like every but like w- f- women they're like tiny women threight, right yep you know and like they all can do
0: it pretty well and I, I feel like I feel like the bike's gonna tip over.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is all the fault of OK Go. They made that one stupid video in the gym with the treadmills, and now everyone wants to do like a choreographed workout because of those assholes.
2: Oh my god.
0: God. But it's super fun. All right, do you have any playoff thoughts
2: before we? Uh, I I do have playoff thoughts. Please. So like, actually, I want to talk to you guys about about Washington and Pittsburgh. All right, All right. like is is Washington going to win? Yes, like, they yes. are. Mm-hmm. You, so you're both pretty confident. We, in we are
1: releasing our picks on this episode because the episode is out before the series. I am picking them in six.
0: What about you? i going to go five.
2: Why? Five? Five games? That seems kind of crazy to me. Mm. Mm. They're
0: deeper. Mark Andre Fleury's. Yeah. Right. The okay. Fleury so that's
2: th- yes. I guess that's sort of my thing. But but like Pittsburgh. The
0: caps, the caps. So like not having Chris Letang against the crappy Blue jacket didn't matter not having Chris Letang against those top three lines I think is going to be an issue
2: so is this the year that Washington makes it to the Stanley Cup is this the year that Washington wins I, I've,
0: I've said this since the Shattenkirk trade you think can't so I possibly fuck this up
2: but they totally they can fuck it up it's, it's Washington this is the
0: only round I think where they could fuck it up they're going to beat the Rangers or Ottawa and they're going to beat whoever comes out of the West
2: it's a matter of getting past this, this is, series this, this is, this is the series this, this, is, this is, is so it all hinges on this, yeah. this is, I just don't know that I can see them getting past Pittsburgh even Pittsburgh without LaTain.
1: I think I think it com- I think Holtby's the key he was really ordinary for them yeah. last year in that series um and if he plays as well as he played in the elimination game against Toronto, I think they win the series. I think he's demonstrably the better goalie in the series.
2: Doesn't it worry you a little bit that Toronto made it a series? Like no, that's actually, no. Why I think not? It's the
1: best thing that could happen. Why? Because, because it's a
2: wake-up call. Like, do you really? Do well, you buy who, into the, that? who
1: did the Caps play before the Penguins last year?
2: Who do they, I don't even they remember. Play the Flyers. Oh, right, and, I was and, there. And you know what? <laughs> and, you, and you know what?
1: The, fly, the Flyers in no way, shape, or form skate like the Penguins. You know who skates like the Penguins? Toronto does. All right, that's fair. I, I think I think they have a. They're more prepared for this series playing a team like that. No, than you're they, right. They were last. Okay,
2: year. that's a good. That's a good argument. They here. also yeah.
1: might be dead ass tired. I was, I was just going to
2: say that, or <laughs> either that, or they're totally burnt out. Because right. from from they getting did through look through. a little right. slow in that series. Yeah, to they be did. Honest, yeah, they did. So it So it's one of the other. I think. I think. I just like
1: same thing with with Nashville and Chicago. Like at some point you get one over on your tormentors. Yeah, that's fair. You know, and, and I feel like if it's ever going to happen, it's going to happen now. Um, so I, 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 pick them, I pick them with the hope that, that they do win because honestly I think it's, and I, you know, is it better for hockey if the Penguins are in the final? It's better for NBC. Um, is it better for hockey that the Capitals advance, like for fans, for the betterment of, of sure. everything? Yes, because like we've said many times in this podcast, we can stop with the same – Fucking arguments every year about Ovechkin and and that team and and you know it. Listen, I I just want to see Donald Trump in in Washington on on the ice when they win. Oh God, and he's going to take the cup oh, and God. he's going to say that he won it. And it's a I and you live, want I, you I, want to see. I this? live in Washington, like so I win the cup. Oh God, you know uh, that's all I want to
2: see. This great this great trophy, a tremendous the effort, best trophy. The, best it's trophy. the best trophy. People it's are the telling me it's trophy. the best trophy <laughs> they've ever seen. <laughs> I just I, there's so you like a like Pittsburgh, huh? Well, there I don't want to say I like Pittsburgh because I will alienate every You're, fan I ever had. You don't live in had. Philly anymore.
0: You got to distance yourself yeah, from Yeah, but those I people. still
2: have a lot of Twitter followers from Philly that I don't want to lose right away. That's terrible. No, I know one you want to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob. Um,
0: One, my girls. One A. Oh, God. <laughs> There's just this
2: like evil part of me that wants Washington to lose so that they blow the team up this off season.
0: Well, they're blowing it up anyway. They have, they, they have, ha- like they're gonna have to like really
2: yeah. blow it up. I, I don't know.
0: I want
1: I don't I, I I I have so many. See, I'm the other way. I'm like I have so many friends in D.C. that have been through the the shit. With I don't fucking team.
2: care. I'm from Philadelphia. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I know. Come on.
1: I know. Washington you just is cle- the you just, worst you know what you sports town. Just did? I, what? There's a term for it. You just Cleveland me. <laughs> oh, it's, no. when, it's whenever you're... I mean, put, put LeBron to the side yeah, for a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, It's whenever, as a Jets fan, I'm like, oh, God, here we go you're again. Like, but I'm
2: from Cleveland. And then,
0: yeah, so
1: it's like, oh, yeah, try being a Browns fan, yeah. huh? I'm like, oh, no, but Philly up. is
0: the better sports town. Washington hasn't won shit since the Redskins well, in 88. I, I, I make the point
1: that Philly, pound for pound, is the best sports town in America. I'm
0: like, whoa.
1: Uh, as far as fan, oh. as far as... Let no. me see some ID. As far as fandom. <laughs> Who are you? As far as like be, uh, being a fan of right, Philly. It, it, no, the teams lose. It kind of sucks. But like... You're what are scaring you, me. Stop. What but phil- Philly's the real.
2: Philly doesn't... So I have spent time town. living in Philly. I'm from Philadelphia. I spent the vast majority of my time, time there. there. Yeah? Yeah. I've also lived in Chicago. Uh-huh. I lived in St. Louis. Right. I spent some time in D.C. Tell me I'm wrong. I don't think you're wrong out of all those cities. As far as passion is concerned and dedication and just like... Oof, they live in, and breathe and bleed that stuff. I mean oh mostly football, but yeah. what.
1: You know what they, you know what you don't have in Philly when, mm-hmm. the, when the Phillies are good? New hats. you, know you had in Chicago when the Cubs won last year. New, New hats. hats. New hats. New hats in Washington when the, ca- the caps are playing well you Pass. passion Christ
2: they do though they do
1: no, no other city has passion. I mean it's delusional angry passion right, that yeah. manifests itself in Sarah yeah, but, getting tweets about oh it right. my God. Players, yeah, that, I mean, that's passion actually, yeah we need more of that which is
2: really true by the way there it's you know there's also the woman thing which obviously exists but I think that that's a lot of the negative shit that you get as a reporter on Twitter is because you're the go-between like nobody can go up to Steve Mason and scream at him but they can scream mm. at me Yeah. Man. so you know
0: what's up with the Phillies Twitter account they, they're always they seem pissy all the time they've
2: been really good lately but by the way. But
0: like they're always like, um, just by the way, we'll tell you when the game's gonna start. Did you see what out. they did
2: yeah. yesterday? Like, really, you didn't think like, it was funny? I just,
0: but like, I, I, a thing that bugs me about social media people who run team accounts is they get mad when people at the team and be like, asking you suck. questions. No, no, no like, they're oh. like, oh, you suck, fire this. And they're just like, um, reminder, I'm not the coach. I'm not. We fucking know you're not. Just fucking absorb <laughs> the. Tweet, yeah, but reporters, like, <laughs> you're right. no reporters, do that your shit too, customer though. service. Yes. Yeah, yeah. but how you're many reporters? just
2: the guy on the phone. Don't you know a bunch of reporters who will tweet like "reminder"? I don't make the lines. Like "reminder"? I don't set. You know, like the, that's a reporter thing too. No, but it's that, everybody on Twitter. No, thing. but
0: like that person who yells at the reporter is yelling directly at the reporter. The person who yells at the team Twitter accounts yelling at the team. Right. They yeah. don't know the person behind. So, not They're not right mad at it. They always think Mad at the dirt. And like exactly. that that Philly Twitter account seems like it's taking it a little personal. it's, it's
2: probably just can. a millennial thing cuz you know it's a bunch of millennials Whoa. behind those. Whoa. I can say that. Whoa. I can you say that. You sound angry
1: AF. Wow. Well,
2: I mean technically it's I am one so lit? I think that I oh my god it's so lit. Um <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Sarah Baker, last question yes. for me. Uh, which uh, team in the playoffs do you not want to see play for the Cup? It is is it Ottawa? Is it is at Washington. It's,
2: oh, God. Well, I mean, I just said all that stuff about Washington. Yeah. And also, by, there's a little bit of a personal thing. Like, it, in my apartment, my boyfriend and I are arguing about this this Washington, whether Washington is going to be the team that wins or not. And he says yes, and I say no. So, like, for my own personal life, I really don't want to see Washington in the Cup because so I want to I be right. right? Yeah, so
1: you want to see unhappy, Because I want
2: to be right. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean,
1: it's not about how. Ha- it's about told-you-so's. Yeah,
2: I yeah. want the told-you-so. I want to be mm-hmm. like, yep, see called it but okay besides that yeah it's ottawa <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. i
2: mean everybody I, i'm i'm secretly well not so secretly i i tweeted it i guess yesterday that i'm kind of I'm pulling for the blues i went to college in st louis that was a team that i picked to win it every year in a row for a long time until i was mm. just, just fucking gave up sort of that washington capital syndrome and jake allen's been awesome and yeah
1: all right last last thing were yeah, you yeah, a
2: re- was i a billican no i went to washington university in yeah St. Louis. I'm smart.
1: Yeah. Mm. I'm smart. (laughs) Um, I'm smart. I'm smart. Uh, What is the thing you'll miss most about Philly?
2: Oh, my God. One thing that I'll miss most about Philly, Philadelphia is Should I narrow
1: it down to like food?
2: Um, no, I can, I can. I can. I can be succinct about this. Philadelphia is a great place to live because you can live a really nice life on not a ton of money, live in a great place, eat a lot of great food. And there is a lot of great food. And the people are actually nicer than you think they are, unless they're tweeting at you about the team and Steve Mason. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I I really like there. I, there's a reason I went back to Philly after mm-hmm. grad school. I didn't I had an opportunity but to what if go you could live in a
1: place where you're perpetually in debt. And every time you want to go out to eat, you have to make a reservation five days earlier or sit at the bar. What if there was a place like that? Well,
2: clearly I would go and move there. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah i 'm glad you asked
1: <laughs> uh, Sarah Baker, where can people find your genius?
2: Um, they can find me on Twitter right now at s b b a i c k e r I am no longer verified because oh, apparently yeah. we didn 't even talk about this when you leave a company, you are no longer yourself
1: as we do the show uh, e s p n just had their their layoffs yeah and you are Pierre lebron and really Scott fucking Hernstein. sucks it's, yeah it sucks. But they all lost their checkpoints too, you say. So.
2: Yes, because apparently you are your job, or you are nobody. Whoa. And so I, I don't know. I'm nobody now because I don't work at CSN. That's anymore. That's so
1: disturbing. That means that, like, like what about the hundred thousand porn bots that follow me on Twitter? Like, don't they amount to anything? <laughs> I know, right?
2: Are they? No, I guess not. I guess not. <sighs> yeah, I'm sorry Some, about somebody that. Somebody
0: pushed me on a dick. <laughs> <laughs> why is that? Why is that always the go-to play? Is bo- the porn <laughs> bot thing? I know. Somebody pushed me on a dick. Like, wait my dick or someone else's dick i get my my notifications and i'll see a
1: story that like nobody commented on and they'll have like a twitter comment i'm like oh this is so exciting it's like somebody pushed me on a dick i'm like but this was like a 2000 word well-researched story about goalie analytics oh yeah
0: sorry
2: buddy yeah (laughs) it's gonna be okay but yeah so that's where they can find me on twitter i'm still there tweeting about stuff i'm by like this is the first time in two years i've gotten to watch like all of the NHL playoffs because I was going to sleep at seven o'clock at night for a couple of years. What later. was that
0: transition like, going from like up all night to up at three in the morning?
2: I like it like, were was so hard. I didn't. Week, I like, didn't. First things? week, I don't think I, <laughs> I. don't think I slept for like six months. Oh my god! It, well, it's really hard to go to bed when the sun is up. Yes. I I started wearing earplugs and an eye mask and doing a lot of things that they tell you to do to try and make yourself sleep, which I'm not going to talk about here because I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, so
0: You well, know, ty- Tylenol PM in a bottle of vodka. That's,
2: maybe yeah. I mean, you know, it's it it's really hard to train yourself to. And and coming out of it, I just I think I've just been catching up on two years of sleep for the past three nice. weeks. This yeah. all
0: sounds great.
2: Yeah, yeah, man. Thanks for having Girl, keep, me. By the keep way,
1: living yeah. the dreams that dreams. So.
2: <laughs> While well, you have dreamless dreams. <laughs> Wish, yeah. I dream the
0: dreams. Is that a song? Is that like a Madonna song or <laughs> something? this right. music. <laughs>
2: It is Les I
0: think Madonna sung it.
2: No, not in it's Les Thank oh
0: Thanks
1: to Sarah Baker for joining us, who mm-hmm. we're privy to the job, by the way, she's getting and It sounds like it could be a real plum gig if it comes through.
0: And when I asked her about it, I already knew what it was, even though when I asked her, I did not remember. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> and then on the way out, because she told me the other day, and I completely forgot what she told me.
1: Isn't it great to have a horrible memory? Because
0: like, I get surprised by so many things in life that I already should know. <laughs> That, that Again, that, like, that's the beauty of being young is everything is like a new experience for you. So like when I'm 39 and I'm seeing a Kingsman movie for the second time in, in three years, I'm like, fuck, I've seen this already. But like if you're 24, you're like, this is awesome. I'm it's talking about things like, like when Ruby's like, hey, don't you remember we have like dinner reservations tonight? <laughs> and you're like, and oh, like oh, my God, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That like that, like that's why booking vacations in advance is great because like you you've spent the money on the plane and everything already so like when the vacation comes you're just like oh this is great it's like yeah. a free vacation even yeah. though I spent the money on it right. four months and ago spent, <laughs> right. it's,
1: it's already been paid for right. you it's not even like and then and then like you're on vacation you are just like dala dala da dala because <laughs> like it, it's, you don't have to like sign a bill or anything until the end of the trip more drinks
0: for everybody
1: <laughs> this trip is free <laughs> all right dad um hey before before we, we rock and roll with hockey I, I should mention that. If I sound a little punchy today, it's because my parents inexplicably got me a Nintendo Switch for my birthday. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show. I think... Maybe. They they got me an, an empty card and just put a picture of a Nintendo Switch inside of it because my, my mom didn't know how hard it was to get the Switch. Did they mention this on the show?
0: Oh, but, oh, because it wasn't in
1: yet? Yeah. And, and so my sister got me the Zelda game. So I actually had like a physical game before I had the console. Oh. And also my mom was like, was like Gregory. I didn't realize that it was so hard to get this game. <laughs> um, so I'm going to keep trying. My name's on a list at Best Buy.
0: So how did she take it when you berated her for being a bad mom? I mean, it's par for the course. Like I mean, it's another day in our lives together. Yeah, you have, to, you have so to lay down the law.
1: I went to see my parents a couple weekends ago in Jersey and, uh, and there was a Nintendo Switch in the car for me. Like, and I'm like, wow, mom, how'd you do it? And, and she's like, she's like well, Gregory.
0: I murdered a neighbor.
1: <laughs> this, this is fantastic. Gregory, I got up at 7 o'clock this morning and went and stood in line at Toys R Us. And I was the eighth person in line, and they only had 20 of them. So I got this one for you. My mom is like, by the way, like 69. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 70?
0: Oh, so close. 72.
1: She's 72. Uh. And so uh, I'm like, Mom, how, how did you possibly know that? That Toys R Us had the, the switch in. Because I'm figuring this is like something you find out on like Facebook. Or something. Yeah.
0: So like Some like message words. And, and,
1: and it was the most beautiful old school moment. because She goes, Gregory, we get the Sunday paper, paper circulars one day early from the Star Ledger. <laughs> so I opened it up and I saw that Toys R Us had them in stock and I went there on Saturday. Wow. And no one would know because it comes on Sunday. And nobody reads the newspaper yeah. anymore. And I'm just like, oh, wow, that's... That's so—and, like, if nobody reads the papers, though, so how are they supposed to know the, exactly. the, the Switches were in? So if I sound punchy, it's because uh, we've been playing uh, the new Zelda game incessantly, like, really late. It's one of these games that's completely, you know, immersive, and you're running around on your horse and visiting different places, and there's lots of side your, journeys and stuff. Your Your horse. But, you, my, your horse.
0: Oh, your horse! You, bite,
1: you get a horse. There's not been any horses yet. I was going to say that's a pretty adult version of the link well, the, that I know. The, you have acquired a horse. <laughs> um, Click the link, baby. But I got me thinking about NES and, and SNES. You did not have Super Nintendo. I did, but you did have NES. Did you play RPG games on on Nintendo? Because I, I don't.
0: What's an RPG game? Like Zelda.
1: Like oh, I played yeah. Legend of
0: Zelda and beat that. But like, did you play like Final Fantasy and shit like that? No, I, I played the I played the shit out of Zelda. I didn't. Play, I never got the second one.
1: The what sequel tier? To it. What Tier or style of game did you play most? Sports games
0: or or like side scrolling Mega
1: Man oh, Super
0: Mario oh, Brothers? Games? Wow, that's a good question. Like I I love the shit out of like Super Tech Mobile. Obviously, like every sports person mm-hmm. loves. Um, Jackson or no? Got to a point no. I mean, oh, eh. would you?
1: Okay, when you played a sports game, did you use a shitty team on purpose to see if you could do better? After a while, yeah. Once
0: <laughs> once I realized, like, if you're the Niners, you're gonna go undefeated every year. <laughs> and you're like, Dick, Dick, Dick. Yeah. Bernie Kosar. But the, there it is. the Giants were great in that game because like the Giants weren't super good. So like once right. you got to like you know how, like as you kept playing the season went on, like it got a little bit harder. than by right. like week fourteen, like that was the best thing to do is have the Giants because like they by like week nine, you have to like change your plays <laughs> that, in. That
1: was the best part about sports games like when you when you would go back and revisit like NHL '94, '95, and like you'd go use the duck. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, he's the Ducks. Oh my God, Patrick Carnback <laughs> is the best <laughs> scorer on the
0: Ducks. I I like the games. Like I love the games that had seasons. Like I love like Baseball Simulator, uh, I love, Baseball like, Stars.
1: Um, well, I mean that was that was less seasons than than it was leagues, and you make your players better as you go along. Yeah, like but I, I know what you're saying. Like
0: I, I lose track of all of them. But like like the Baseball Simulator was the one where you could like create players. I mm-hmm. think, and like it was always fun to like make a dude with like one hitting one fielding, 99 speed, and just bunt and hit an inside the park home run in space. (laughs) Like, those were great games. What
1: what was your game playing? Castlevania. What was your game playing? Like, when I played, I would come home from school, make an Elio's pizza, (laughs) delicious cardboard Elio's pizza. Oh, yeah, that was the stuff. and And then go to the basement. I know, portending my future as a blogger. And, and listen to Mike and the Mad Dog while I played Nintendo with the sound down. That would be my experience playing NES.
0: I think I would do something similar, but with, like, Z100. I would put on, like, Z100 and <laughs> listen to music while You'd I rather played. be entertained by, like, All good right. music <laughs> than,
1: Let me tell you, Mikey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sid,
1: Sid, Sid Bream and Annie Van Slyke in exchange for David Cohn.
0: Uh, we had Gregory from New Jersey on the phone. Gregory, how can I help you? <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to beat um, Castlevania, <laughs> and there's this level I can't get. Dog, did what's you, Castlevania? Did
1: you subscribe to Nintendo Power?
0: Yes, uh, not subscribe. I don't. I don't think I'd subscribe to it. I think I would. You, I would look at a friend's. That I didn't was subscribe also. To it. I subscribed to Beckett. Remember i Beckett.
1: I was thinking about that this week because the Zelda game is extraordinarily hard. So I had to dip online a couple times to figure out how the fuck to get past some of the shit in this game, and yeah. it made me think about back in the old old days, like. Nintendo Power, and then they also would sell strategy guides to certain games so you could beat them. But now, like, the strategy guide industry must be, like, have, has gone the way by by of Blockbuster Video because, like, all the shit's online now. There's, like, Easter eggs now in every game. Right, but also, like, if you need to learn how to beat a board on something, like, you just look it up on IGN. You don't have to buy a fucking strategy guide from, where, from GameStop.
0: Okay, uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. I remember, like, there was a code that could take you from, like... Glass Joe to, to Mike Tyson. To Mike Tyson, yeah. But I forget how I learned it. I definitely looked it up somewhere, and somebody told me it was, like, you know, up Yeah, that, yeah. that's but, a good point. But how? How did, how did we all learn that? Was it from Nintendo Power? Did Nintendo Power have—wouldn't that, that, wouldn't that be anti-Nintendo anti, like, to have Nintendo Power tell you how to skip parts of its own games? I feel,
1: I feel like there was a book that had, like, how to cheat, at like, 100 Nintendo games. That had like, codes like that in it.
0: Oh, like just some like renegade people put it out. And like maybe. yeah, and each chapter might have
1: been a different game. But then there was also the game genie that existed too. Remember that? I never. That had was that. like a, a way to cheat on games. I never had that either. Did you have the the fucking um, the handheld? Th- no, the the controller that was like a, it looked like a like the size of like a like a iPad almost,
0: and it had the buttons that no, were like rapid fire. No, I never I had, had, that. had that. I used that on contra. I, I had the basic one. I'm trying to think of like non sports games that I played. Most of them were sports, but like. Zelda, Mario, RC Pro Am, nice I RC Pro Am, nice. Uh, I guess that's that's kind of a sports game. I guess Castlevania. I, I I always got to one part in Castlevania and I couldn't fucking get past it, and I never had a code for it or anything, and I eventually quit because it was hard. And that's what I do in life. <laughs> Just want to be consistent from the time I was ten. I don't know. Like what, what were like the good non sports games? Well, what I mean were, like, the, Mar- the, Mario, the
1: Mario the Mario series, the Mega Man games, Ninja Gaiden was one I loved as a kid. Kung Fu I liked. Oh, what, what, just,
0: like, dodging the knives that could throw? Yeah. In, like, that, the side, you, the, like, the side, the, the left, left, right, left right, left, right, left, right, left, yeah. up right, up the building. Yeah. Um, double Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being
1: a guy, I remember, I, I was, I, I I used to play some coin-op games, too, and, like, I always remember being really disappointed as a kid because the coin-op games would never transfer well to NES. Wait, what are coin-op so games? So, like, Pac-Man. Or, like, Rampage. Oh. You know that kind of shit. Like
0: the X-Men video game, remember that?
1: X- Yeah, f- yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. there was like the Royal Rumble video game. That mm-hmm. was yeah, like those games never the Royal guys guys good. was that the one with Van Van Bigelow where he could do like cartwheels and shit? I remember I remember I, I would always be Mr. Perfect cuz I always I always liked the Perfect Plex. <laughs> I thought that was a goofy, silly. Oh, awesome, oh you who and,
1: earlier in the show shit all over pro wrestling, loved the Perfect Plex. Oh,
0: that's right. I forgot to mention I was forty-six years old when I was playing that game. Greg, <laughs> come on. All
1: right. So come the on. new Zelda game kicks ass. You love it if you ha- and get the Switch. It's fun. Uh, the Ottawa Senators and the New York Rangers play in a series that no one gives a shit about. Like you, even their own families don't give a shit about this series. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm I'm not really looking forward to going to those. Actually, I'm skipping game four because I'm going to Seattle that weekend. But, like, I'm going to three. Going to three. I um, don't really care.
1: I'm excited to see Eric Carlson and his broken foot, I guess. Yeah. Like, to me, he says that because he has no filter. I'm, I'm not sure what other reason you'd have knowing that Mark Stahl exists on the other team and is probably <laughs> going to take a pickaxe to your foot at some point during that series.
0: Why are the Rangers dressing seven defensemen tonight? Why is Adam <laughs> Denning in the lineup? Why is Adam Clendenning <laughs> trying to cut off Carlson's foot with his skate? Why is Titus Tanner Glass carrying <laughs> that cinder block? <laughs> Seen the team dress 13 forwards when they're 13 forwards? Oh, so not- it appears
1: that Hedrick uh. Lundquist has put
0: down a bear trap in front of the crease and Eric Carlson's caught in it. Can you imagine if you get into that kind of like escalation where like the Rangers take out Carlson and Chris Neal takes out Lundquist <laughs> and then fucking, I don't know, the Rangers are out of guys like that, I guess, but they're sending one of us to the hospital. We shine one of theirs to the morgue. That's the world's most famous arena way. That's the Ottawa way.
1: Uh, it's good to see Guy Boucher already doing the Guy Boucher thing, which is but to be fair, he's right. I, I, he's standing in front of an audience <laughs> and going and going like, "Oh, the Rangers! They are, yeah. they are such the favorites. We are, we are shit. We are shit on skates. We can't even.
0: We shouldn't even be in the league. We should have been relegated. Oh, we're terrible." And then they win. I feel like you're doing Celine Dion, like we are the worst team <laughs> in the world. On <laughs> <Up> my chest. <laughs> Um, I have Ottawa in seven oh, I, Rangers in six And I think that's pushing this, How long the series goes I,
1: I think the, the Rangers dog shit defense And Henrik's uh, Diminishing returns In playoff rounds uh, Will lose to what I think Is a pretty good line With Broussard and Ryan mm-hmm. And a goalie and Craig
0: Anderson Who will win two games On his own uh, he, didn't, he didn't win any games On his own Against an AHL team Last round I don't know if I can Really count on to, to, to do that against do Not the besmirch Rangers. the good
1: name Of Patrice Bergeron
0: Like that Oh Patrice Bergeron Brad Marchand David Pasternak mm-hmm. took her ask, and then it was just like Doc and Eddie Charlie McAvoy is <laughs> out here doing plays that not even Bobby Robert do. check out this play and you watch the play and it's a four foot pass to a guy on <laughs> a breakout this is why he's going to be a future superstar in this league guys meanwhile Eric Crossen's fucking cartwheeling over dudes and fucking lacrosse going fucking pucks into the net yeah, and, it's just and, like, and, oh. and as per pre- usual the postseason goes like this
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Calling Eric Carlson a modern-day Bobby Orr. Let's park ourselves here. Hang on. Fast forward to that night. Charlie McAvoy.
0: (laughs) Come on. I just love hearing, like, it's so funny to me when, like, they show this replay of him, like, making a little pass to, like, whoever it was. Was it Blake Wheeler? Not Blake Wheeler. It was, um, who's the asshole they traded for? Oh, uh, Drew Stafford? Drew Stafford. (laughs) Look at those guys. <laughs> the
1: <laughs> asshole they traded for. What
0: the fuck did he ever do to you? <laughs> nah, he's a nice guy. The, 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 the dude they traded for. Uh, asshole and dude were inter, interchangeable. Oh, okay, okay. Right, yeah. And like, they're like, watch this play. This is a superstar in the making. They like throw up his stats for the game, and it's like 23 minutes, one shot. <laughs> like, <laughs> Charlie McAvoy is going to be a good player. I'm not saying he's not, but yeah. Jesus, this is not the time the to bru- The
1: Bruins him. are exactly where the Blackhawks want to be, by the way. Like, they've got a few veteran guys making lots of coin. They've got some transition, but they've got a ton of young players yeah. they're gonna be all right yeah they're gonna be all right I don't know um Patrice Bergeron's fucking every every offseason it's way, like he's getting new but, stuff by the way fixed. Patrice Bergeron should win the Selkie oh yeah he's gonna but I don't think he will oh yeah he will I I, Kessler, I think Kessler's gonna Kessler's gonna uh, win the Selkie and he wasn't even in my top Oh, he's not gonna win
0: where are you where are you, where are you getting that vibe from I, I'm not that you're he was wrong, that he was nominated but I haven't like seen any like I haven't seen any like you know Think pieces Like, remember when Drew Doughty got nominated and we were like, yeah, right, Eric Cross. But, like, more and more you'd see more and more, like, Drew Doughty stories. Like, that I, mean, I haven't seen that with Kessler. You know
1: what's fascinating about, about the, the Selkie, to me, is the most interesting award in the sense that I think you're going to see a crazy disparity in, in who wins and who's nominated because half the Professional Hockey Writers Association approaches that with a real serious tact. We're going to look into the analytics and look at the numbers. And half of the Professional Hockey Writers Association is yeah. like, I need a name that I know and a face-off percentage that's high. And maybe a guy who hasn't won it before. Oh, Kessler's won it before. It's not even like he hasn't won it before. My, my top five for the Selkie. Ready? Five, Michael Backlund. Four, Mark Stone, because goddammit, a winger should win it at, some, at some point. Three, Miko Koivu. Two, John Tavares, who had an incredible season. Like, the season everybody says that, that Nick Backstrom had, Tavares actually had it. Hmm. And then Burrs round one.
0: I forget my top five. By the way, can we we not do the Lady Bing anymore? I saw arguments on Twitter about the fucking Lady Bing for like a full day. Well, it's like I said when I wrote about it. You know who should
1: vote for the Lady Bing? Nobody. No, I'll tell you exactly who.
0: Referees and players. Because
1: you and I have no concept of of who is the most gentlemanly player on the ice
0: what a dumb what a dumb thing to reward No, it's gentlemanly
1: no i I like the idea of a nice guy award like in in a league full of injurious assholes like a nice guy award's fine just don't let the writers vote on it we have no concept let the
0: referees vote on it they're the ones that have to interact with them but even still i don't care who the most gentlemanly what does that even mean oh hello Hello, Oh, chuck Spot a cross-check here for you, Governor. Uh, I just wanted to give you the heads up. I'm going to be hitting you from behind in a moment. Please don't take it personally. It's simply <laughs> business. <laughs> Oh, he's just so kind about the way he goes about wrecking my neck with his stick. And also, forget about that. I just want to point out that Matt Murray is a rookie this year, and he's eligible to, to win the Calder. Yeah. He, 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 he's, he's a rookie, and he mm-hmm. probably should have been in the top three. I just want to say, Mr. Peel, that I found that call to be curious. Um, I don't take it personally, of
1: course. We're all chums here. My um, Calder top five, since we're just speaking out of turn here, uh, Kachuk, Murray, Wierenski, Line a, Matthews. I had Wierenski ahead of Murray. Sorry to disappoint.
0: I don't know why. What did we, I mean? Like he started off great. What did he do towards the last half of the season? Like, I, M- Murray was hurt. Ha- Murray didn't have enough starts to win the Vezina. He kept more than enough starts to win the rookie. Of the
1: year. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize there was different standards oh, for, yeah. for the number of starts and vis a vis their 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 total the totality of their season. How
0: many rookie goalies play 65 or 70 games in their first season? Raycroft did. Mason did. Oh, so so you're saying those? guys I'm are saying the guys who Murray. won the Calder have played those uh, numbers of games. I'm not saying he should have won. I'm of course, of course, Austin Matthews should have won.
1: All right, I gotta find. I don't know my You find your stuff. ballot. Let's move on to let, let's yeah. save Washington, and Pittsburgh, because it's the one everybody cares about. Um, over in the West, Nashville, St. Louis. I got Nashville in six. Everybody's got Nashville in this series on Puck Daddy. I was surprised no one took a flyer on St. Louis. I think it's because of. Let me think about it. Oh, it's how they let the Minnesota Wild completely roll them for five games, and then Jake Allen saved their asses. Yeah. Wait, we doing. Wait,
0: I wasn't paying attention. Oh, was wait, we're on skipping Washington. We're the one everybody cares about because I was getting ready to be like, "Well, here's the thing about Nicholas Backstrom." <laughs> now he's just. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna say Preds in five. All right, no love for the Blues. I just don't think they're that good. I think Pred, they, the Preds, Jake the, out. same thing. It's the Preds have that
1: thing that um, that you want to see in the playoffs, which is one line that kicks everybody's asses, and that
0: Johansson, Arvidsson, Forsberg line is the truth. But all their guys can skate. Mm-hmm. Minnesota Wild don't have speed. It's it's Jake. Like the reason why I think you would pick against the Rangers is because at some point Henrik Lundqvist is going to go from nine forty six to nine thirty. Right. But to go to nine thirty, you have to be at like nine fifteen. It has to balance out. Right. Like, this is the round that balances out. Ottawa can win. Same thing with Jake <laughs> Allen, where, like, he's not going to be... He, Jake Allen's going to balance out. Yeah. And I think this is the series where it happens. Um, all right, so there's that. And by the way,
1: can you imagine... Let's let's pl- talk about this for a second, because you actually wrote about this this week. Did I? P.K. Subban
0: oh, yeah, my plays
1: boy. on to the second round. The Canadiens lose in the first round. And here's the beautiful thing. He had two points in the first round. If he had two points in the first round in Montreal, mm-hmm. they... It, you would have turned on, ha, welcome to uh, K-Fan in Quebec. K-fan. Hon-hon. <laughs> hon-hon. what is it, L-Fan? I don't know what their call letters are up there. I think it's quafan fan okay. Kwa-Fan in Quebec. Ha, oh. uh, top story. P.K. suban Merde! Oh, <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like... The fact that he is able to just be whatever he's going to be points wise and just play good hockey, yeah, like I is mean, so refreshing and one of the reasons why they probably are playing on
0: beyond where Montreal played. But if he had two points in the first round in Montreal in four games and then in two of those four games he shut down the other team's best line for two games, that's different. If he has two points and they lose, uh, that's something. But he was really good in the first round. And, yeah. Was, by the way, Louis Erickson... This is for the, what? The Lady Bing? or Yeah. Or, okay. Andy Green. Mm-hmm. No one ever gives it to the defenseman. Eric Crossman. Oh, no, mm-hmm. wait. Hold on. I'm at, I, my thing refreshed. Huh, you mother effer. What were you looking Matt at? Matt Molson. Mm-hmm. Johnny Goudreau. Johnny
1: Goudreau was my top pick for the Lady Bing, too. Jason Pominville.
0: He's a good boy. Oh,
1: wait. Pominville is your top, top pick? Five. One to
0: five I went there.
1: So my okay, first so Johnny was your fourth. Yeah.
0: Louis I went I, like I went Louis
1: Eric, so. one, one to five Goudreau. Clefbaum, who is a defenseman who had no PIMS.
0: Yeah, Marian Hossa, Ryan O'Reilly. You went Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, good, good guy. He he goes one full year without crashing his <laughs> car into a donut shop, and now all of a sudden—excuse me—was that
1: donut shop on the ice? Sorry, so it's alleged. exactly
0: allegedly. Which I mean, it shouldn't affect sense. his Lady Bing thing.
1: Name, name, nominating him for the Masters Ten is batshit, but and then Vladimir Tarasenko, <laughs> who is built like a uh, Panzer tank, yet doesn't hurt anybody, mm-hmm. which I think is admirable.
0: Yeah, those are those are those are those are gentlemen.
1: <laughs> Dumbass the Oilers. Anaheim Ducks and the Edmonton Oilers, I've taken the Ducks in seven for two reasons. Mm-hmm. The first reason is that I believe at some point Cam Talbot will want to just take a nap.
0: Yeah, he's got to be exhausted. He's got to
1: be exhausted. <laughs> Jesus. And then the other reason is that I, I can, as you know, no no one knows what the fuck they're talking about when they pick these series. So I'm just going to go with what I want to see happen, which is the Anaheim Ducks firing a coach for not being able to win a game seven, then winning a game seven while that coach gets limited in the first round. Wow,
0: You're, you really hate Bruce
1: for I love Bruce. I wanted nothing more like than a... for him to win, but if we're going to lose, lose big. I'm going
0: to say Ducks in 7-2. Just, just a little bit deeper. A little bit better. And, I don't even think and, the Ducks are and, good. And speaking just... of deeper, like, I think I saw
1: today that Edmonton's got Drysaddle and, and, and Maroon on the same line as Connor, mm-hmm. and they're going to be going up against Kessler, Cogliano, and Silverberg, and, and they're not going to come out on top of that matchup, I don't think.
0: Eh. I think they could, but I just think once you get beyond that, that's where the trouble is going to lie. Like the Ducks are just Cory Perry Getzlaff. Cam Camp mm. Fowler's supposed to be back too, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. How do you how do you um
1: have you thought about therapy to deal with the fact that Randy Carlyle is going to coach a team to the conference final and we and we were all like this is disaster. How could you possibly do this?
0: Yeah, but the it's such a weird year cuz like of how the 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 Tortorella playoffs are broken down and like how no but like just like like I wonder if either the Rangers or Ottawa is going to be in the final four. Yeah, that's true too. Are either of those teams one of the four best teams in hockey? No, just the way the playoffs are structured. I don't know if Ottawa's even the best team in Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> the sixty sevens, man, they're a fucking force. <laughs> but like Anaheim gets to play like Calgary in the first. Like I, I don't know, like the West. I, I'm pretty sure I said before the playoffs started, anyone in the West could come out of the West. I think maybe and I said except for St. Louis, and now they're eight wins away. Right. I don't know, it's, 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 it's just there's so much parody and mediocrity in the West. It, it's not like a and, thing where you see the Ducks win and you're like, oh, Randy Carlisle gets it now. It's just, eh, it's a weird year. Finally,
1: Penguins, Capitals. We said earlier, uh, I'm going to pick the Caps in six. I think Holtby is the key. Um, I, I understand the inherent risks in making this pick in the sense that whenever adversity strikes, the Capitals turn into a quivering bowl of jello.
0: Commit to it, buddy. Commit to the caps. Uh,
1: but I'm picking the caps. And, and here's, I, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before. And by the way, if you want to play a fun drinking game, take a drink every time I've said this in the episode. I don't know if I've said this on the show before. <laughs> not, for, um, not for nothing. <laughs> not for nothing. D- to, um, the Capitals are a perfect pick. What do you mean? T- if you want to be a prognosticator, they're the perfect pick. Because on paper, they should win everything. Mm-hmm.
0: And if they don't, it's not your fault. It's capitals. Well, no, it is your fault. No, because execution. It, you're 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 like Charlie Brown kicking the football. Like no. at some point, it's your fault for no. believing Lucy's logically. Gonna this it is direct. the better team. They're healthier. They're deeper. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you know, e- e- better goalie. E- at some point, the tormentors are uh, defeated by the
0: tormented. But if they lose, that's a Hollywood eh, thing. Not necessarily. Same old caps. Sometimes the tormentors just keep on winning.
1: That, that's that's
0: that's a that's sometimes
1: a- the, the the little nerd yeah. pulls up his shirt sleeves and gets yeah. one good shot in a, an, mm-hmm. in that
0: bully's face. Like like Lucas, that's <laughs> like Lucas with the lid off. That, that's that's the best part of not another teen movie is when the, the, the dorky kid gets his body impaled or cut in half at the end of the, at the end of the scene. Like right. so, sometimes that's just how it ends for the for the, the tormented.
1: And for for the record, the best part of not another not another teen mm-hmm. movie is uh, um, Mr. T. No the the uh, the parody of of Bring It On. Which is <laughs> Presley.
0: Oh, We're, it's been brought in and,
1: But also when they, they claimed they didn't steal their material yeah. from the black cheerleading yeah. team. And we like, ain't white. We <laughs> ain't white. We're black. We're we definitely know it. ain't white. <laughs> that movie is so genius. That's a, that is a, without... Quite, there was a Naked Gun uh, uh, marathon on IFC this weekend, and I was thinking about what was the last great movie of that genre and it was definitely not another it was not yeah. any of the scary movies No, it sure as shit wasn't any of those meet the Spartans kind of bullshit movies those, mm. those two guys that should be shot in the sun had made it's probably not another, not another teen movie I'm like, gonna say
0: the fact that they got Lacey Chabert to play the Jennifer Love Hewitt yeah. role and then at the end when she's just like do you think I just get in bed with any guy who sends me a love note <laughs> no I just jerked him off, off. <laughs>
1: It's such a great flick. Oh, God. Um, All right. What, what say you here, uh, uh, Capitals and
0: Penguins? Caps and five. Uh, yeah, that's I think it goes games. quick. Marc-Andre Fleury is probably going to play the whole series. I don't think Matt Murray's skating yet. Such
1: a nice guy. Great guy. Great guy.
0: Flower. <laughs> What's it like to get uprooted and go to a new... <laughs> All right. So I think people are overvaluing the Penguins <laughs> based on them slaughtering Columbus, who wasn't that good to begin with. I think people are over... Or under.
1: Do you like my theory that the Capitals are now more prepared for the Penguins because they were in a track meet in the first round against the
0: Leafs? Eh, it wasn't as much of a track meet as it people, I don't know. It, it, it kind of got slowed down during the last two games. I think the Caps figured out that they just have to play defense. They just have to counterpunch. They don't need to get into a track meet. That's why I think Pitt, like Pittsburgh is going to be in trouble. Like Pittsburgh's forwards are still sick and disgusting and great, but... I just think the depth of the Caps forwards going up against the depleted defense is going to be an issue. I think Mark, like, think about how we treat the Capitals as this choking, can't get out of the second round team. Yeah, it's how we treat them. It's how we they yeah. are. <laughs> this this narrative <laughs> right. that people want this, to perpetuate. This narrative that Ovechkin's quote never played
1: for a championship really now has to end. I mean, come on, people. Why? Because he's Russian?
0: You know how many times Mark Andre Fleury has gotten the Penguins out of the second round since two thousand nine? How many? Zero. Thank you for
1: explaining to the audience (laughs) what...
0: And when they shoved him in net in the fucking conference finals last year and he gave up fucking three goals to the Lightning and put them on the brink, Matt Murray had to come in and save the day. Caps in five. All right. There you go.
1: That should be fun. It's going to be a great series. I I wish it was the conference final, but what are you going to do?
0: It's the Stanley Cup final, I think. Whoa. You think whoever comes out of
1: that series will beat the National Predators?
0: Yes who are apparently the Western Conference champions my yeah, mind. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's fair. Yeah. Like, okay, so last year I thought felt the same way, and that was when they were probably going to have to play Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay beat the Islanders in the second round last mm-hmm. year. So you knew Tampa Bay was going to be there. This year, <laughs> like, Pittsburgh is not as good as they were last year. The Caps are better than they were last year, mm-hmm. and they're going to get an easier opponent in the Conference Finals. The Stanley Cup Final, I don't know. The Predators better than the Sharks? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think it's just the stupid structure of the playoffs – even without Chris Latang, I think they could probably beat the Rangers, Ottawa, or right. anyone in the West. Um, so, there you go.
1: Let me ask you this.
0: Yes. Stanley Cup
1: matchup you most want to see. A Stanley Cup matchup you least want to see based on the teams that are still around. Whew. I'll go least first. Anaheim and Ottawa. Been there? Done that? Don't uh, need to see it again.
0: Yeah, that's not a... Uh. Uh, St. Louis, Ottawa, I think I want to see less. Oof, that's a good point. That's that's not going to be a fun series. I can't tell Well, it's wh- insane, but st. Louis trying to go for their first cup
1: though at least that you'd have that I don't care Poor beaten down sports town John at each game
0: watching the blues <laughs> you, you you like stalking him in the press box while <laughs> home watching On TV John John picture, Greg Wyshynski puck soup. You want to come on and talk about your schlong picture a child on Christmas watching his favorite team <laughs> Get your taxes won. <laughs>
1: Best Uh, best matchup on the The best matchup ratings wise, money money earning wise, would be I I think Nashville is the most appealing team out of the West in any in any situation.
0: Yeah, I want Caps Predators Caps
1: Predators is the sexiest matchup, I agree.
0: But like for ratings, it's probably Pittsburgh St. Louis. St. Louis is the highest.
1: Pittsburgh, St. Louis or Pittsburgh, Nashville, one of the two. St. Louis does better ratings than
0: Nashville. Actually, I don't know. I saw that thing. Nashville is the highest. But let me
1: ask you this. Okay. Connor versus Sid, is that a big ratings matchup?
0: Well, I mean the, the NHL and NBC have let us get to know Connor McDavid throughout this season based on the one game he played on the network. So yeah, why would they not why would they not wanna amplify that right. thing? The other thing too about Caps Penguins, by the way, is it's probably the last time Sid and Ovi are gonna be playing for a cup the same postseason against each other head to head. Like could, could be. Like Caps next year. Why are year? The Caps being relegated if they lose a series? No, but like th- <laughs> no but like think about it. Like think about all the dudes are gonna lose from this team. Yeah. And where Ovechkin's had Ovechkin's had the worst season of his career well he's going to be in
1: the KHL next year so he going to be in the Olympics
0: yeah so he's, he's going to retire at the end of the season right. like Dotsuk at that, mm-hmm. it's going to be a hell of a series but it's the end of an era and then the next one's going to be Matthews McDavid and we're going to do that for 10 years alright um, couple reader uh, questions as we open up the PuckSoup mailbag by the way
1: uh, we love you all if you Uh-oh. want a prize I'm going to try my best to mail it this week also who won Mute, Mad- Mute March Mute this Pierre no Millberry Milbury one, Yeah, he bumped. It was like 60 40. Upset City. See, we love you guys. We keep track of all these, all these things. Uh, also, that live show we said we we're going to do here in the city? Yeah, at some point. Yeah, eventually. Eventually. We'll get around to it. Um, oh,
0: by the way, what is the cost of the mailing of the bowl to, to Vancouver? Because that's where we got to, Did you look it up yet? I'm not quite sure yet. Is it like more than 50 bucks? I hope so. Oh, my God. Ryan Ellis wants
1: to know where all the ESPN hockey guys land. We kind of talked about that earlier. I think, I think Burnside would be really. Good on, on NBC. Tell Ryan
0: Ellis to fucking focus on game one tonight and l- stand up our goddamn I don't think by. that's the
1: actual Ryan. No, there's only one nice. Ryan Ellis.
0: Uh, Alex Shez wants to know, what's the best kind of
1: situational beer? Example, porch or deck beer, vacation beer, shower beer, post-yard work beer, grilling beer. I'll say two things to this. What? The first is that my favorite, um, my, as, you, as some of you may know, my favorite summer brew is uh, is um, um, a Shiner's uh, Ruby Red.
0: Their grapefruit beer. That was actually how you first met your your girlfriend then wife. You you walked up to her in a bar and said, I'd like to I'd like to have a taste of Ruby. Red. And she's like, What? How and did you know I was on my And you were like, No, 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 I was <laughs> talking about the beer. Oh my god, your name's Ruby? Hi, I'm Greg. And that's that's the that's the backstory of the relationship. That's actually a pretty funny story that you had ever told or, or I just made up.
1: Thanks for no selling my menstruation joke. The um... oh,
0: I didn't hear you say it. What was
1: it? The- <laughs> also uh, Bell's Oberon is great as a summer beer. I love that beer, especially in the bottle more so than on tap. And then the, actually the most, one of the most fulfilling beers I've ever had was when I was in college and the University of Maryland did not have, and still I don't think has, air conditioning in their dorms. Ugh. Summer, like packing up your shit, going home for the summer as a freshman, I had a, I had a Rolling Rock. It was ice cold, and it was the single most refreshing beer I've ever had. I don't think I, I, don't, I wouldn't drink it again. Hmm. But like memory-wise, sense memory-wise, yeah, I just I downed it and was like, my God, this is this is
0: heaven. But like situational beers, I've never really like. I I think about like two situations. One is when I want to drink a beer that tastes good, mm-hmm. and there's probably like a dozen beers that I would a dozen drink beers. That. But like if I'm drinking for distance, if it's like an all day situation, if it's a tailgate. Like I'm I'm Miller Lite, Bud Light. I, I will I will I dr- will either water. I get it. Oh, High life, champagne beers. <sighs> oh, don't like. Like uh, the only light beer that I don't enjoy when I'm like at a ball game or you know at a Giants game or you know drinking all day on vacation or whatever is Coors Light. I I can't understand how anybody can get that shed that shit down. It's just my wait, light- hold on. Wait, hold on. What's that? Oh, they're sponsoring us. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get enough Coors my, Light in my body. My
1: my American light beer rankings, by the way, for the record: Miller Light, Coors Light, then Bud Light. Bud Light's water.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm, oh, they're not. They're not like tasty, delicious beers or anything. But like, you can't. Like, okay, you ever have that Doc's Root Beer beer? Yeah. Like, it's fucking delicious. Yeah. I can't drink more than one. Right. (laughs) It's so sweet and heavy that like Mm -hmm. you can't, like, sit down on a porch and be like... But, like, shower beer, I always associate a shower beer with, like, a Natty Light. (laughs) Like, the shittiest Um, beer possible. There's
1: only one answer. What? I got a taste for ribbon. I'm drinking (laughs) cold blue ribbon. I got
0: pap flu ribbon in my shower. But, like, what's the one beer? Like, say, like, you went home right now and you were like, I want to have... I want to have a beer. Like, what's I your one beer? i probably choose a wet one. Yeah? Like a cold one, maybe? <laughs> like cold, wet beer. <laughs> like in a bottle or a can, preferably? Prefer, uh, you know what sucks, uh, though, is
1: like when you, when, I don't know if this has happened to you, but like you have some buddies over, you have a little get-together or whatever, and then you have some beer left over, but you don't really want it. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of orphan beer in the back of the fridge. You know what that is for me right now? We bought, um, I think it was Fat Tire, made a Ben & Jerry's cookie dough ice cream beer mm-hmm. that we bought... Just to see what it's like. And now there's like three still in my fridge that yeah. are... No, I don't know what to do with them. I didn't... I'll try one. It wasn't terrible. If I'm, if I'm at a loss for another beer, I'll probably drink it. But like, I'm, I'm most likely going out to buy more beer before I drink that beer.
0: Like light... Like a, a shitty light beer is good for distance or like when you get home from drinking and you don't want to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. And then you throw on like a... Throw on a little
1: light in your gullet. Jared asked a question that I think is genius. Do you play mini golf as each golfer finishes each hole, or do you go by shot by shot like regular golf? So, in other words, you hit the ball, Mm -hmm. you finish your shooting before the other person goes, or do you do shot by shot? No, who does that? Who
0: does that? I guess I
1: guess Jared says that people do.
0: No, you go, you you like quote tee off, then the other two or three people or one person tees off, and then you do whoever's closest, furthest away. Yeah, you Mm -hmm. you play like a regular. That's insane! Like, what if like, because like, sometimes it takes like nine putts to get it, so you have to stand back there and wait for that person to like <laughs> fucking finish. No one does that, do they?
1: I don't. I don't actually play um, mini golf with Ruby anymore because I get so bent out of shape when things go, don't go well that <laughs> <laughs> she refuses to play with me. Get in the hole! <laughs> no, I actually I, like. I get I, when we first started dating. Like, I got really upset during mini golf at one point because I was doing so poorly that I like lashed out. I'm just like, you're just fucking lucky. That's all you are. <laughs> it's not even <laughs> skill.
0: And, like, she refuses to play with me now because I got so angry. And and, and now she drinks to play Zelda with you just in case it gets (laughs) to to cope. Um, Kevin
1: Hayes lost 20 pounds wants to know, (laughs) what is the best limited time only fast food item of all time? Of all time, I can't tell you, but of recent times, definitely that naked crispy chicken taco from Taco Bell was so damn good.
0: I really liked, I don't know if it was limited, but I remember, like, in high school, I was addicted to the Burger King Italian chicken
1: chicken burger king chicken sandwiches are super underrated as far as being like
0: one of the best items in fast food oh I guess the McRib
1: everybody says the McRib yeah I was never a fan
0: that's a good set it's it's so
1: gross but it's so good yeah what hot take about the NHL do you wish would die in a fire says Megan Salty AF who by the way wrote a great uh San Jose Sharks eulogy and I encourage everybody to read the eulogies on Puck Daddy uh the Minnesota Wild One especially last night was very impressive
0: Obviously, it's the, you know, this hockey player did this and an NBA player did that. So the toughness of of NHL players? Like, fuck. Anyone that tweets out in earnest one of those things at this point should just fucking delete their Twitter account. If uh, 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 If I may jump off
1: that for a moment. I know that the concussion crisis has conditioned us all to really worry about these players doing things to their body they shouldn't do to the body. That said... A torn MCL and ACL. Oh, Joe Thornton can do whatever he wants. Yeah, he's yeah. fucking 40. Yeah, that's fine. He's earned the right to be like, I want to keep playing with this injury or not. It's, not. it's not as if he's going to end up in a wheelchair if he plays an extra couple rounds of the playoffs with a torn MCL.
0: Yeah, I have no problem I with
1: that. I thought that reaction was really weird, but I understand where it comes from because like, we're very overprotective of the players now because they, can't, they, they're, they don't do the things on their own to protect themselves, and then also the teams don't look out for them. So I get where it came from.
0: And on the flip side of that... How about when it was like Clark MacArthur is going to come back and play? Whoa. Oh, my God. I can't believe he's doing this. This is dangerous. Then he scored a goal. Oh, he's fine. Right? <laughs> he what? scored a goal. Well, he overcame
1: yeah. so much. You're
0: yeah. like Yeah. He overcame your doubts about his. And also, he's still the same person who had the concussion. <laughs> yeah, Just because he know. buried a couple pucks doesn't mean like he's not one hit away from being in a fucking coma. Like, it's still kind of scary that he's playing. Phil Coker wants to know. Why is my voice doing that?
1: A question for me. Would I rather eat like an apple? Pick one. A red onion or a full tomato? Would I rather eat like an apple? And the answer, believe it or not, would be a red onion. That's how much I hated juicy tomato
0: getting all in my face.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, a tomato and an onion. Uh,
0: like those are two things I enjoy, but not at that on uh, an, an apple volume. Level. Yeah, uh, I would probably, I'd probably go onion.
1: Yeah, if, if you give me enough time, I could put it down. Yeah, like, if you want me to eat it fast. If it was a clock on me, of course, I'd probably choose a tomato.
0: Like, I put tomatoes on all my sandwiches, I like ketchup, (laughs) you know, any kind of tomato. But, like, just biting into it like that, feels gross. Finally, dedicated Puck Soup listener Dan Straight Edge wants to know, when you are driving or in the
1: shower, what's the one song you always sing your heart out to? Is there one song? I guess it
0: depends Depends on on what's what's on. Yeah, Yeah. like, I don't just, I don't (laughs) turn the radio off and go, all right, it's time for a little show. Time for me to do a little Kelly Clarkson in the car. Um... I would say she yep. has a good song, car song though. I forget what it is. It's um. It's since you've been gone. No. But breakaway. <sighs> breakaway. Yeah. <laughs> take a on. chance. You said the guys break away and break. I'll spread my wings and I'll learn how to fly. I'll do what it takes till I touch the sky. I wanna take a risk, take a chance, make a change and
2: break. Oh!
0: Meanwhile, the rest of the world's like,
1: here's the thing. We started our friends. <laughs> and I'm like, you're a loser. Don't sing that. <laughs> um, I would also say to that tip, um, most of uh, No Doubt's Tragic Kingdom, I think I also really rock in the car. And I try yeah. to do Wen's voice as best I can. Good question, though, Phil.
0: Mm. All right. That's that was, the end of the show. Was, that, was, that, that wasn't Phil. That was Dan.
1: What? No, Phil, Phil I, asked the question.
0: I thought you said Dan to asked that question.
1: Oh, sorry. Good job, Dan. Straight edge. Yeah. Phil asked a previous question. Yeah. Thanks. Thank God, somebody cares about the people that listen to the show. Dan did a better job than you. <laughs>
0: congratulations to it.
1: us for having Sarah Baker on. She was great. Good job, us. And uh, congratulations, Sarah Baker. Hopefully, on uh, you know the new gig. That we and, that we totally uh, know. We know uh,
0: something. You know. We know, <sighs> you don't know.
1: And um, we, we miss
0: anything? We cover. We cover everything. We covered everything. I don't know.
1: couple mm. Playoffs. We did some awards. We didn't cover, but who cares? Yeah. And, uh, and there's life.
0: Um, Nobody else got fired today on Twitter? Nobody else got fired yet? Oh, yeah. And by the way, like in hockey, I mean, uh, like, I mean, like,
1: again, like, support your local hockey writer. <laughs> you know, I, I, saw, I saw some people say today after the layoffs, like, you know, you know what they should do? They should all get together and start their own site. <laughs> I'm like, that's a great idea. Guess what you don't do? <laughs> Pay for content. <laughs> yeah, so, um, like, if, you, if, if you, there's some paywall stuff that you like reading, kick some shekels to them. You know, never hurts.
0: I got an idea. We start it up, right? Get all these people together, and we call it The National. <laughs> and it'll be this really great, awesome sports publication that but will like
1: last you a know, year. The shit that Myrtle's doing up in Toronto, like, pay them some, some shekels for the, for the work they're doing if you dig it. But again, like, I just think it's hilarious. Like, It's free content world, and we're all like, oh, they should just go and make their own site. Okay, yeah, great. That's how it works. It's a great idea. Why, why haven't I thought of that? Right, and then, and then, <laughs> and then what you'll do is you'll... Take the uh, URL and put it in Google, and then get the cached version of it, so you don't have to pay for the paywall. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, I, but I also ain't, ain't sanctimonious about like. Wait, you know, is, that, is that a thing you can do? You can I, do that. I didn't know that. Oh, there's a lot of ways you can get around the yeah, paywall. And, and
0: by the way, never fast forward past our ads. Uh, CC our sponsors in tweets and tell them how great their product is. Yeah. Um, talk about how you've zip recruited, how you've laid on mattresses, mm-hmm. how you've shaved. I'm just saying, Dang. it helps. And also, this is also
1: the, the time where I'll say that, and, and this kind of ties back into us talking to Baker about it. Like, you can be angry at people and their takes, but on this day where people get laid off and everybody's just like, it's a good reminder that these people have families. Yeah, it is a good reminder these people have families. Like, don't be total dicks to them all the time. <laughs> there, there,
0: there is one thing we forgot. What is that? The Reddit thing today? What was it? I didn't see the Blackhawks fan who went on and said that he thinks he thinks the, the Blackhawks Pred series should be played over again because the Preds was a fluke, but if, they, if, the, if the Predators win again, then then he's then he's okay with it. I didn't see that. <laughs> I assume it's a guy. I, I don't know. That's... So his take is that
1: there was a fluke win, so they should replay the series, but but if the Predators win
0: again, then that will validate it? Oh. They have to beat them two games, two series in a row to validate their victory? It's the saddest fucking thing I've ever read. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me get it queued up. Oh, who fucking tweeted it today? That's pretty special. Oh, it was Dimitri, I think. Hold on. Let me get Dimitri's Twitter up. It's, it's the saddest four paragraphs i've ever f- it's oh my god there it is no that's not it there we go <laughs> go ahead the headline is should the nhl have the hawks and preds redo their series in case it was a big <laughs> fluke no disrespect to the preds i'm a firm believer that nashville sweeping them is a huge fluke and robs the hawks of truly accomplishing what they're capable of i've spent the last few days in pure disbelief and it just doesn't make sense to me I spent the entire regular season watching the Hawks play great hockey. It's just not fair. If the Hawks lose again, I will face that the Preds deserve the win. But I am just one hundred percent sure it was a fluke and does a big disservice to the Hawks and the NHL. Like, can you? Just, I can't even imagine being that deluded as a fan, mm. where my my my, my top seeded team loses to the bottom seeded team, and I'm like, let's do it again.
1: Yeah. Well, let's be honest here. I mean, it's a, it's someone who maybe their team uh, has no other options. Besides <laughs> replaying series because everybody has got a no-move clause. All right. Thanks to everybody for listening to this Elephantine episode uh, and supporting the podcast. Um, and, uh, and there you go. And I guess uh, I'm Greg Wyshynski of Yahoo Sports. You could buy my uh, real touchy, if you can touch it book, tick your eye off the puck. And you could buy our ebook, The 100 Greatest Players in NHL History and other stuff written by me, Lozo, and Down Goes Brown. And, um, yep. and here is, the, uh, here's our own,
0: our own personal dart guy, uh, Dave Lozo. Just reminder that our top 100 does not feature three players on one team that got knocked out in the first round in four games. Because if if a team really did have three of the top 100 players of all time, still at their peak basically, they wouldn't lose 4-0 in the first round to an eight seed essentially, right? Because that would be stupid. So we have a much smarter top 100 list that features Kenny Malkin in the second round. Henrik Lundqvist in the second round. Eric Cross in the second round. Mm-hmm. Because those are the kind of guys that right. carry teams to the second round.
1: How did how did Jonathan Taves not win that series? Like he wasn't like I figure like he's struggling and things mm-hmm. aren't going right and then all of a sudden it's like Gl-l-l-l-l-l. Jonathan Taves. Newsy Lalonde, what are you doing here? As a fellow member of the top one hundred players of all time, I will impart
0: with you the knowledge on how to defeat these predators and advance to the second round. And then Newsie Lalan walks on to the ice and goes, holy fuck, these guys are so much bigger and faster than anybody i played against. You're fucked, Jonathan Taves. <laughs> Looks very oddly at P.K. Subban. <laughs> what, what the hell happened? <laughs> holy fuck. <laughs> I gotta go back to my time. <laughs>
2: uh, All
0: right,
1: thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. See ya.
2: Now leaving Nerdist.com